Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rain, rain, go away. Nope. Looks like it's back and here to stay. Eh, not too bad there. Wow. Did you uh, plan that? I didn't. Uh, just came right up with that to uh, kick things off on a Wednesday. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, the name of the show. Gwynn and Chris, the place, 97.3 The Fan, the number one sports talk station in San Diego. We're happy you're with us and uh, hope you've joined us on YouTube as well so you can watch the proceedings. Just uh, search for 97.3 The Fan. And you can see that Tony Gwynn Jr. is not in the studio right now. Uh, Why? Well, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I do want to thank his lovely wife. She saved him today. She sure did. I think Tony, Alex, and he'll have to come confirm this, but I think he actually made it out of the house without bringing anything, like his backpack, (laughs) his wallet, his water bottle, headphones, everything. (laughs) Oh, everything. Here he is. He's back. Here he is. Oh, yeah. Don't. Don't. Sorry. Sorry. We weren't talking about you, Tony. Just a little. (laughs) Now, can you confirm or deny the fact that you left the house with basically. Nothing that you actually needed to participate in the show today. I can't confirm that that actually did happen today. I literally had everything that I didn't need and forgot the one thing. You forgot the stuff you really needed. Now, how did you? How did you? um, Were you distracted? I was definitely distracted. I was. I was uh, getting out the door. Yeah. And typically, I forget the things that I don't need. Okay. And so I was trying to get a head start on that, and I was putting some stuff in the car. And then um, somehow I got sidetracked in the middle of doing that. Yeah. Kissed my wife goodbye and just got in the car and rolled off. I I had my backpack sitting right there by the door, just didn't grab it. Well, the key thing out of that uh, whole story was the fact that you kissed your wife goodbye, (laughs) so she was nice enough to bring your stuff to you. She was a lifesaver today. lovely to see her. I was ready ready to thug it out with just a cell phone today. Like, cell phone, no headphones. Yeah. (laughs) I was ready to go. I was going to get the job done. No well, complaints. We're happy you've uh, got a full arsenal to uh, <laughs> attack you. today's show with. Uh, we will be here for the next four hours, hanging out with you and uh, getting you set. Uh, Super Bowl uh, Wednesday now. We've uh, got to the hump day, so I don't know. They'll play this game at some point, I guess Sunday afternoon, around 3.30, and uh, we'll have the game right here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, should pod- we do? Oh, yeah, go sorry, ahead, sir. Sorry. sorry, sir. I was going to say, should we talk about the fact that we do not need this week in between the Super Bowl anymore? Uh, I mean, I, I've. When did we go back to that? It, it didn't. It, well, it's been like this for all, as long as I well, can remember. Well, it started. I mean, at the very beginning. 
I mean, they 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 knew this ahead of time, and I think the the biggest reason for oh, this was one thing. Pete Rozelle, I mean, he got a lot of things right when he was the commissioner, and you know, put the whole Super Bowl thing together along with guys like Al Davis from the American Football League. But the one thing that Pete Rozelle and them got really right was playing the game at a neutral site so that they could plan around the Super Bowl. They knew, you know, six months, nine months ahead of time where the game was going to be so they could plan all the events and make it a bigger deal. And frankly, even today, it's a bigger deal than really it is. It's just one game, but they are able to make such a deal out of it. And so I think the reason they put the second week in was so that, you know, teams could get down there and participate in all of the pregame rigmarole. Now, that said... Yeah, I know we're complaining about the, the actual week, but when you think about it, it makes perfect sense yeah. why they, they do it this way. I mean, if you, it, let's put it this way. The NBA Finals, as good as they are, don't have the same prep time. They don't. You they might have a Game going. 7 on a Friday night, and then the Celtics may open the Finals on a Sunday, yeah. giving you basically 48 hours to prepare for the start of the NBA Finals. But didn't last Because you year, don't know where it is. But didn't last year, or one of the years recently, one of the teams finished up super early it, it, and had like eight it, or nine it, days off? It almost happened. It ended up happening because last year, if I'm not mistaken, that series... Went to seven games and it, Miami and Boston. Miami, Boston, and Denver ended up having a Denver lot of time off. Denver swept their series, but yeah, that was a, a rare occasion. That right. doesn't normally happen. But we also, I don't think, I think Boston would have had the home advantage over Denver, uh, so they didn't know if the finals would start in Boston or in Denver until right. the very last minute. So World Series is pretty much the same. You don't know where the World Series is going to start until a couple of days before the World Series. That's the right. Super Bowl gets two. Well, they get two weeks of prep, but they get a year's worth. They already know where next year's game is going to be and the year after. And, and, quite and that allows you to put together the spectacle that they put together. Quite frankly, it needs to be a spectacle. It's only one game. There you whereas go. Whereas the other ones are a best of right? seven Momentum series. Momentum builds a little bit yeah. over time. they got to get it right. Yeah. So. Well, Pete Rozelle definitely got that right, and, and that's why they have the two weeks. But that said, they have had one week between the championship game and the Super Bowls before. It's happened on a couple like of different occasions. Little, I feel like and it was I think in the it last happened. 20. It may have happened recently during I don't remember the COVID year if they took 2 weeks or not. Yes, they did. Because they did? Are you sure? Not 100%. <laughs> yeah. A, well, I, I'm just saying said, I know that yes, they did. They've had <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, not really. Not really. They 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 but they've done it in one week before. <laughs> and the point being that if they really wanted to do it in one week, they could. They could. Right. No they doubt. really could. So you know, they're kind of making it, drawing it out, drawing out the drama. And that's uh, that's how that works uh, with the uh, Chiefs and the 49ers uh, going at it. Uh, I know ESPN today, and I don't even know if you had to – I don't think you even had to pay for this. They did actually have two free, weeks. Free, Sorry, I'm looking Before now. the COVID? Yeah, the NFC Championship, January 19th, Super Bowl, February 2nd. Okay. Uh, ESPN polled 64 experts – now, I don't know what you have to do to qualify as being an expert. That was going to be my next question. Yes. How do you qualify? Like Bengals reporter Ben Baby qualifies oh. as an expert. A- Alden Our Gonzalez. friend Alden, Alden yeah. Gonzalez, who's yep. a baseball writer, I qualifies pick with him. as an expert. Did well, you did have he a bone. Pick the 49ers? You have a bone to pick with almost all of these people. That's <laughs> my point. Out of the 64 people who weighed in, 
49 of them picked the Chiefs to win the game. Listen, Only 15 picked your Niners. That gravy. is why we have Alden on. We knew he knew his stuff. He does. Now he's only proving it across other sports now. Yeah. He doesn't know his stuff. Well, we'll find <laughs> out if he knows pick. his stuff. Uh, you, you're going to have to sit with uh, Daniel Dopp. And guys like I know who Daniel Dopp is. DJ Bien Aime. Oh, I, I just, love. I, I listen to the Fantasy Focus podcast. Daniel Dopp is one of the guys. Oh, on he's that a one. fantasy guy. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. He's a fantasy analyst. A couple of fantasy analysts. There. Chris, I got some forty nine. Chris, I got so. some fantastic news for you. Just came across my. my oh, iPad let's hear here. it. Let's hear it. I know how you love Mel Kipe and, and, and those oh. guys. You know who's joining them this year for the draft coverage. Ooh. The one and only. Nick Saban? Nick Saban. He's oh. also joining College Game Day. He's joining College Game Day. He's going to contribute to the draft coverage. So you're going to get it full force. No, I wanted to congratulate my favorite college football coach, Nick Saban. Yeah. Well, the, it's not bad to bring Nick Saban in since it's most of his players that get drafted. <laughs> That's true. He probably in the first knows couple of rounds. Right. So. Good point. But uh, I know that Scraby and I and Braden are already putting together the uh, the framework for yep. our own draft coverage That's right. on the night oh, of the draft. Round. Yeah, Can't we're going to have the whole, we're going to have the whole first round. I'm going to sit here. Scraby and Braden are going to take it very seriously, yep. and I will spend I've the whole started. time making fun of the draft. I've already started my prep. You're starting your prep. You're be I'd, like I'd like the, to uh, see that. You're going to be like the Dennis Miller of Monday Night Football. I will. I will. Yeah, and that's who I am on draft night. But uh, yeah, we are going to do our draft. Yeah, Saban. Look, I mean. The guy's in the know, especially about college football. So yeah, it's not a bad move by ESPN. Not a bad move at all. Yeah, but thank you for that news, Tony. That, I just uh, thought it would make it would like bring brightens your day up my up. day. Yeah, for sure. Brightens up my day on a on a rainy day for sure. Uh, last night the Aztecs brightened things up with a fairly dominating performance over Air Force. I know the final was a little closer. Air Force uh, got within, I guess, 13 at the end, but this was a 20-point game pretty much the entire way. And uh, the Essex won 77-64 to move into high for first place in the Mountain West Conference. What a race they've got. Four teams are now 7-3 and because Utah State got beat last night. So Aztecs win. I uh, kept watching the game, waiting for the Aztecs to go to the bully ball that you uh, – Prescribed for them, Tony. Never happened. <laughs> they didn't need the bully ball. No, they didn't. They just didn't. Why? They made 11 of 22 threes. Since when did the Aztecs turn into the Golden State Warriors? They were on a heater last night. They from were. Hard, especially sure. Reese Waters knocked in five of eight. I think he hit his first five from three point. Trammell was two for two. Parrish was two for three. Those are anyway. t- those are the type of games when, when you get off to that kind of start offensively. Yeah. It just really relaxes the rest of your team and, and there's yeah. there was they created so much space that they were able to kinda of, I mean a game got closer. The score doesn't indicate I think how bad the Aztecs were beating on Air Force. Yeah. Um but that was a that was a good win. Uh it was it was the win and, and it looked how it was supposed to last I night. I agree. And uh Ladie, it's not like he had a night off. He got fourteen and nine rebounds, but they just didn't need to keep, yeah. you know, pounding the ball into him and you bring up the point perfectly. Air Force defense was surrounding him. So what happens? Three point shooters are wide open. He's creating space. He creates by, space yep. by being on the floor. Yep, exactly right. They, they knew they had no answer for him. They had to, as you said, swarm him. That yeah. that that meant the perimeter had to knock down shots, and, and they, did. they did. They did last night. So if the Aztecs shoot like that, man, look out! And they, you know, it's interesting. Their last three games now, the Aztecs have made 
10, 9, and now 11 threes. So all of a sudden, they're starting to catch a little fire from the arc. And uh, that's just going to make them <laughs> a whole lot more trouble if for everybody. Az- if an Aztec team, sh- if they shoot 22 threes and they shoot anywhere in that percentage, I mean, not even 50. If they shoot 40% yeah, from right. three, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, they shot 50% last night, and they ran away with that game. So uh, good on the Aztecs, 77-64. They'll have a much more difficult challenge, I think, Friday night Oh yeah, when they go take on Alford and Nevada. <laughs> Up in Reno, Alford will be laying in wait, and they knocked off Utah State on the road last night, went into Utah State and beat them. So that's going to be a tough challenge. But San Diego State, uh, as I keep saying, the gift that keeps on giving during these winter months, 18-5 and now, another magical year for Dutch and company. And uh, Lamont Butler's starting to play some terrific basketball too, Tony. Yeah. He, he, at least last night, he got to the rim whenever he wanted yeah, they couldn't keep him from driving and attacking. Miles Heidi has turned into a really valuable player off the bench, and that's with six points, and he didn't even have a rebound, but I thought he played really well, as good as I've seen. Heidi's a freshman, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. He, he, I, saw some, I ran into one of his, like um, I don't know if it was like a highlight high school tape. This dude was like... Selling out places in Oregon. Yeah, like they were Heidi, like they came to see this standing guy, huh? room only. He's starting to get a little better. My pal Jay Pal had uh, three block shots, including one where he went way up right at the rim to block a dunk attempt. And to me, you know, look, twenty minutes, one point, and you say, well, what did he do? Well, he affected the game by playing defense and rebounding, and that's what Jay Pal can do. Plus, so plus fifteen in the minus. That's Plus right. Minus, that's uh, what it, that's what the coaches are looking right. at. Believe me. So uh, really good game, and you know what? I, Elijah Saunders has started to relax a little bit on his three point yep. shot. Yep. I think coming off the bench is serving him well. So I, I, it, at this this shouldn't surprise us that guys are improving and getting better. That's what as they do. March starts to get closer and closer. Good this point. Is, this is kind of the normal process for an Aztec team. It seems like now or it. it whether it starts off good or starts off okay early, there is a gradual kind of improvement in different areas, and then it all seems to come together right as you get close to March, and then you you see what can happen as we did last year. Yep. Well, we'll hope that we get a repeat of last year. Boy, that would really be something. Uh, 77-64 Aztecs. Last night, Nevada is next for them on Friday. All right, uh, we are underway for our Wednesday program. Going to go a few different directions today. Uh, Don't think for a second that because I didn't mention it, that tomorrow will be our Super Bowl. Mm. Don't be late. Don't be late to the show tomorrow, (laughs) right around 2 o'clock. Mr. Scraby will take on the 10. Thai food on the YouTube feed for all of us to enjoy. We hope that he's going to make it through safely. I did check the legality of this. (laughs) The legality? We all of a sudden have a legal department for you to check? Yes, you guys. Technically, I was talking about the American Ten, because I know oh, I'd be a lot of time oh, together. We'll back so, on this okay, again. Here we go. I, I don't I don't like how you guys are so willing to put me out there to ma- basically kill me. 
But you guys aren't willing to do anything else. So we're going to have to figure out some bets going forward that you guys are going to have to pay off if you lose, okay? Listen, if I ever stick left or right foot in my mouth, feel free to pick any bet that you wish. I realize. The day that I... That claim I, I can climb Mount Everest <laughs> is the, without a jacket is the day that I will attempt to climb Mount Everest without a jacket. But until I say something that silly, I'm okay. I did say it. I know I said it. But I think there is something. I think there is something here about me not knowing there was a separate scale because I never said that I ordered a ten tie. You just said never ten. said that ten. Yeah, and to be fair, I don't think any of us knew there was. We only knew of the Titan. Well, that's ten. why I don't think I should eat the Titan because none of us knew it even existed. Well, when you claimed that you go to don't, Thai restaurant, don't say, I, don't say, don't say that I said Titan. Okay, I didn't. You did. Even if you didn't say Titan, my reaction alone should have at least opened your eyebrows to something. I was like, what? Yeah. You order a 10. Well, the point is, is when he made the claim that he orders a 10 when he goes to Thai restaurants, he didn't know there was a difference between an American and a Thai 10. No. So you weren't claiming anything other than you had a 10. You get 10. That's why. And 10 is what you are going to get, my friend. It should be the 10 of American style because I'm an American. I am not a Thai person. (laughs) Okay. I am not Thai. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did. I grew up here. We are in very, the United States. We are very much aware that you are an American. I, I think I think you guys are. I don't know. Too I'm going to see. I'm going to need to see some paperwork on that before I sign off on that. I uh, I, I you want to see my birth certificate? I will go home right now and get it for you, sir. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I know we're running late on the uh, segment, but uh, I told Lori, my wife, about this. And I thought she would defend you because she almost always defends you. Yeah. But on this one, she goes, well, make sure he takes a big heaping mouthful of it, you know, and, and make so sure it's figure out so we can see if he can really do it or not. I, I'm like, I'll I don't want to I don't want to send him to the hospital. I'll Thank say you. this. And my, she's like, no, he's got to do it. He said he's got to do it. My so. wife is also team scravy. And was just in the room before we we started yeah, the show. Yeah, it's very nice to see her. And she uh, <laughs> she kind of caught a caught a a little bit of what we were talking about. And she was like, "Oh, didn't you say you yes. could eat a tin? Yep, she did. And so, so you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, everybody's kind of. We got your back tomorrow, man. No, you we'll, do not. <laughs> tomorrow, I'll have the water. I have a towel ready for I you. I just feel like everybody knowing that I asked Chris to listen to a podcast. And he refused to do that. So I'm doing this for the show, even though I shouldn't. Scraby is having uh, buyer's, buyer's remorse right no, now. No, no. I Okay, <laughs> I, I already admitted yesterday I probably shouldn't have said that because I didn't know you guys were going to rope me into this whole rigmarole and build two days up on it. I mean, Scraby, the, the reality is, man, if you came in here tomorrow and said, I'm not doing it, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Nothing. Hold me down and force it in my mouth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what my wife would like us to do. <laughs> She's adamant about this. Oh, this should be fun. And I'm pretty sure that's what the listeners would want us to do. You know, we're way over break, Chris. Here we go. Thanks we'll come back that. and uh, get the show going in earnest after a short timeout. Gwen and Chris, hello. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy National Girls and Women's in Sports Day. Ferrari Funches. Sports Director of Jackie Robinson Family Y here in San Diego will join us shortly. Well, next segment. Talk a little bit about the day, some of the programs they have going down at the Y. Scraby is uh, quite... I think the closer we get to eat off time, the more upset Scraby gets. As we've gotten closer and closer to 2 o'clock Thursday, the 8th, the attitude is, is quite spicy. He is starting spicy, speaking of spicy. <laughs> no fun intended. Yeah. He's, well, I, I think he's realizing he's made a horrible mistake. I think he is, too. And now he's trying he's to He's lashing fun- out at He's us. trying to find a, a way out of this. And Don't I'll just I'll just stuff. leave it. I'm just going to leave it. Don't to- paint that stuff, Chris. I'm actually really mad. I'm actually mad. <laughs> I because know you, you guys are. are not, like, hearing me in this whole thing. We're hearing you. What and do you, do you so wanna, I'm getting you- DMs telling me I'm a wimp and all this other stuff because of you guys. Oh, so, because of us. Yeah. Why did we do this? Everybody's because I heard never the said entire... I was going to eat a tie 10. You said you could. Yeah. Chat <laughs> says Scraby is having none of it. And I'm willing to eat the 10 The ten that's not the one that's going to kill me. Do you think that would be as entertaining? Yeah, because it's probably still really hot. Clearly not. You've eaten it. Really hot. Really hot. Well, I think we should just open it up. I mean, you got a few hours left on the show. I mean, do people want to tweet in or text in or chat in? No. Do, do, do they think you should follow through with this? Or do they think that we should let you off the hook and you just... I'm not asking to be let off the hook. I'm just telling you guys. You guys are twisting my words into saying I ate the hottest <laughs> thing on earth when I actually didn't say that. All we, First of all, I think it's a little ridiculous to say that we're twisting your words. All we you did was play back what you said. As a matter of fact... You played back. I know what you said. I'm standing by. Okay, but how are we I twisting it. it then? Because I never said I was going to eat this thing that was going to wreck my life. I said I was going to eat a ten of a food that I have eaten before, and I didn't know you guys were going to make me do this whole thing either. Because <laughs> things are said on this show all the time, and it never. No one has to do anything except for me. So, <laughs> all right, big game. Coverage on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Solo Steve. 
Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Visit them today at solosteve.com. Um, let's talk a little golf here. Um, it seems like this live PGA conversation is becoming more heated. We we talked a little bit about uh, Matt's best friend, Rory McIlroy, kind of being willing to accept everybody back in. Then we talked about uh, Justin Thomas not willing to do that. And today, my guy, the guy I got started off on his world number one race, yeah. Scotty Scheffler, was like, absolutely not. Yeah, there pro- needs to be some type of penalty for them to yes, come back. Yes, if they want to come back to the PGA Tour, Scotty Scheffler does not want to welcome them back with open arms. I don't blame him. I mean, after all, the PGA guys that stayed, the guys that stayed with the PGA passed up, especially in the case of a Scotty Scheffler, passed up some pretty big bank. Yeah, they did. To, you know, support and believe in the tour that got them where they are. And, you know, it's I, I can understand why somebody making what are they getting? Two hundred and twenty million dollars? Some of these dudes are getting some serious. I mean, it's coins. crazy how much they're getting to go play in the live tour. I, 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 gotta, I can understand Scheffler saying, Well, why should we just let you back? You just banked all that cash. I gotta be honest. I as much as I'd hated to see John Rom, John Rom switch sides and go to live, I do like his candid his candidacy and and how he has been honest about it. He he basically said yesterday, yeah, once I won the Masters, I knew I had an automatic bid to play in that forever, and then I, I think he's exempt for U.S. Open until twenty thirty one. Sure, he was like that made the decision a lot easier at that point. I'm not going to pass up <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars. He's probably the only one that I think. To the this rest point, of them have all have claimed all something totally different, <laughs> right. and we know it's just not to be the case. You know, it, it doesn't change things. Golf's got to figure this out. They, yeah, they still have, it still has a major major problem. You got the waste hand. management open this week. We went through some of the favorites yesterday, and other than Scotty Scheffler and maybe Justin Thomas, I don't know that I've heard of any of these guys. And yeah, no. I mean, recognizable names are what make golf. To that end, Tiger Woods says he's gonna gonna play in the Genesis. When is that? That's Scrape. That's the one in soon? L.A., right? Yeah, like, I thought maybe, it was pretty soon. Isn't that, the, isn't that where he week? got? Isn't that where he had the bad accident? Yeah, that was at this. Yeah, that's tournament. gonna be driving. In, old, um, has he played course. in that s- tournament since that? Um, he may have. I don't. I don't know that he did though. This is pretty crazy. That injury, that car crash that almost took his leg, was now three years ago. So he's three years beyond that. Um, he's going to play at Riviera in the Genesis February 15th to 18th. So it's well, it's kind of his like, next weekend, tournament. actually. He yeah, kind he, of like hosts the tournament. Next weekend. So I, I'm not surprised. Well, you know, the PGA Tour developed a lot of stars to take his place in terms of drawing – attention to the tour but now that all those stars have left and gone to live pga tour is pretty happy to hear that he's going to play this event they're, they're also that'll bring some eyes back to the pga they're also pretty happy about this 1.5 billion dollars in, in new funding that was announced today it's uh according to espn the pga tour plans to distribute about 80 percent of the 930 million worth of initial player equity grants in its newly formed company uh, the memo, a, a copy of which was obtained by ESPN, details how the PGA Tour plans to spend the $1.5 billion that Strategic Sports Group, and I believe that's the group headed by um, 
Arthur Blank and a few of the American owners, I think, um, and are basically putting infusing. They're trying this to money. prop up the PGA yeah. Tour, but the only thing that's going to truly prop it up is going to be the the players where they end up. Yeah. I mean, nobody's tuning in because Arthur Blank is donating money to the PGA Tour. Right. Adam Klug might. <laughs> Except Adam, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it'll be interesting because now both entities, Live and PGA, and it brings me back to the point I made last week. Why do these two want to, at this point, wouldn't this be kind of separating the two or at least slowing down the deal that was going to happen between the Live and PGA? They both now have huge funding, major backers at this point. Yeah, I don't think they... I don't what's the, know. what's the rush to now come together on? Well, they're it? also still blocked by Congress or se- yeah, the that, Senate that or whatever. Too. So that's that's kind of a big hurdle they need to get through. Yeah. So uh, let's get to break. Uh, we are going to be talking about National Girls and Women's in Sports Day uh, with Ferrari Funch, the sports director of Jackie Robinson Family YMCA here in San Diego, the biggest Y in the nation. Uh, more Gwen and Chris on the way. All right, welcome back. 2.37 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Mr. Scraby. Uh, big deal, uh, I think, for both Tony and I and for us on this show in general is talking about young ladies and women in sports. Tony has uh, three daughters who play sports. I, of course, do the Aztec women's basketball games and uh, spend a lot of time with women athletes and uh, just so impressed with what they do, what they've accomplished. I know many of our listeners have daughters out there involved in sports or thinking about getting involved in sports, so... To that end, we are going to spend some time today, as we should, on National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Uh, Ferrari Funches from the uh, Jackie Robinson YMCA will join us shortly. But before we do that, Mr. Scraby would like to take the floor. <clears throat> Thank you for the floor, guys. I just turned off your mics for some reason. <coughs> I you thought it was still on. Okay? No, you turned it on just before I coughed. I I thought I was safe to cough, and then I looked over and you flipped the line, the uh, yes. the mic on. You guys know, have known me for a very long time, and this is probably one of the top ten most confusing moments of why I'm angry. I am going to stop complaining now. We are going to go forward with this because I said it, and I would like for us to forget about my temper tantrum last segment. So fair enough. All right. We Chris? are not going to watch you uh, just keel over. I know that. We're not going to let you. You're not let you get hurt right this morning. You got you. I don't know why this has gotten into my head, but it kind of taught me something. What did it teach you? Be more specific with what you say. <laughs> I believe the saying is "Look before you leap." No, no, no. Be more specific. Like I should have said, "Oh yeah, I ordered a ten, ten. I ordered Thai food that was a 10 when I was drunk in San Francisco in college, and I wouldn't do that now. That's what I should say next huh. time. Huh. That, that would have been some helpful information at that yeah, point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I realized that I did this to myself, and I apologize to the guys in the break because I was taking it out on them. And I said... Yeah, that was that. Those first two segments of what you little bit you did get of Scraby was, was, was real. He was, he was actually... Upset with us. Yes, furious. <laughs> yeah, and so I apologize because I told them I take it out on them because they're the closest ones to the situation. So 
I'm going to stop complaining. We Very good. You. Tomorrow, tomorrow, two o'clock. You see, Chris we'll is like, okay, we're, we're back on track. <laughs> we are. I've accepted your, your, your apology. Your apology. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't right. want to keep talking about this. I don't either. I don't, wanna, I don't either. I don't want to upset you further. I'm not going to get upset anymore. Tomorrow, two o'clock, we'll all tune in. Am I five years old? We're like having a conversation with like a five. And we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Maybe oh. you'll, maybe you will impress the entire listening audience and maybe. beyond by being able to handle a exactly. bite of it. Chris, after all of this, I mean, this, you could end up winning. Forth, you could end up winning the day. He could end up actually having that dog in him. Yes, you know? I mean, if he does this tomorrow, everybody's going to have to jump in and you know. Give you a pat on the yeah. back and glad hand and salute you. All right. So you got to think in those terms. Positive, positive thinking. Think in those terms. We can we can move on now because we have closed the door on me being a crybaby. Good for you. All right. Uh, Fun- Ferrari Funches, sports director Jackie Robinson, family YMCA. Nice enough to spend a little time with us. It is February seventh. And that is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. And, uh, Ferrari, we thank you for your time. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? We're good. And, you know, we're just, we're really excited to, you know, promote this day. Maybe it would be wonderful if someday we didn't even need a day. And the reason I say that is because hopefully women continue to be more and more accepted in sports and playing sports and continue to be more successful playing sports and you know, that we don't even need to celebrate it on a day. We can just celebrate it all the time. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Absolutely. All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for the Jackie Robinson Family YMCA. Okay. So, yeah, my name is Ferrari Funches. I am the sports director at the Jackie Robinson Family YMCA, where I provide youth programming in sports. So here at Jackie Robinson, we provide a variety of sports from leagues for basketball and soccer to sports clinics and basketball, soccer, baseball, softball, lacrosse, rugby. You know, we're we're offering a lot of sports to get our youth um, involved. And I, I mean, look, this is something that is something that you love to do. And, um, you know, it's a passion how how much of a passion is this for young people, you know, to, to have somebody kind of leading them into this? And, and how important is it to make sure that they know there are options for them that are, you know, worthwhile and going to help them in all parts of their life? Yeah, it's, it's very crucial. As a woman myself, as an African-American woman myself, it's important for me to lead youth um, into sports and guide them into their lives and how sports is going to help them along in their lives. Um, You know, for sports, um, especially for girls, where, I mean, we're breaking gender equalities, we're breaking boundaries um, and stereotypes and encouraging inclusivity. So it's it's important um, for me to have that passion and so that other young girls who are coming into sports, they see me as as a guide, as something that they can inspire to be and continue on their journey in sports. Ferrari Funches joins us here, sports director Jack at the Jackie Robinson Family YMCA. You know, we, we're living in an age of, of, of digital currency, and, and what I mean by that is social media is well active in, in, a, in a lot of the, the young folks out there today. Do, do you find it difficult to get kids 
to interact these days with the whole digital distraction? It, it can be. Um, what I find is me encouraging the parents to bring their children into our facility to see our programs and to see that the Jackie Robinson YMCA is a safe place and a place where they can feel belong. They, they feel like they can belong. Um, and then once they see our programs and they're welcome in, you know, our programs by my staff and myself, they feel so much more at ease and all of that digital, you know, gets set aside for that hour or two while they're in our programs. Ferrari, uh, we long ago now is gone. I mean, the day of uh, wow, you know. I mean, there's a the kids are picking them in the in the schoolyard, and somebody picks picks a girl to play on their team, and somebody shoots a look over like, "What are, are you kidding?" But that's long gone. Thankfully, we've yeah. moved past that. Girls and boys, they can play together. They can, you know, you know, succeed working with one another. That's fantastic. How much further do we still need to go in terms of accepting young ladies in sports? We're just getting started. Um, we are just getting started, and we've got a long ways to go. Um, as it was said earlier on, we need to get to the day where we're not just celebrating National Girls and Women's Day. It's already we're being celebrated every day, um, and the work is there. Um, so we still have a, a long journey to go. Um, all right, it sounds like you guys are, are, are starting a new program. Uh, it's called the San Diego Padres Rookie League. What is the background behind it? Who is it for? And I'm sure for most parents, the, the, the next question is going to be, what is the cost? Yes, so the Padre Rookie League was is formerly known as the um, RBI program, which was reviving baseball in inner cities. So it's an initiative to um, get youth into baseball and softball um, into the program that normally wouldn't think of baseball as a core sport that they would do or softball. Um, so we start this partnership with the Padre in June. Um, it goes through August. It is a free program in partnership with the Padres. The Padres are a wonderful partner. They provide their jerseys, their hats, and their gloves, so it eliminates the cost from the parents um, and the families, and they can come in and just enjoy the game and have that cost pressure off of their shoulders. What's what's the percentage like in terms of kids in you know the inner cities and in your neighborhoods uh, that that are coming to you now as opposed to you having to go out and bring them in? I mean, how has that increased over time? Because I imagine it used to be almost not. I don't want to say pulling teeth to get kids into these programs before they realize the benefits. I'd imagine some kind of want to get involved just on their own. Yeah, absolutely. I think coming out of the pandemic, I think more youth are looking to get involved in sports. I think, you know, coming from, you know, their schools and seeing their friends play sports. So we've had a plethora of kids that come in um, without us having to really reach out. Um, so that's been a fantastic um, growth for, for our programs. And the Jackie, the Jackie Robinson YMCA is the largest YMCA in the nation. For those who don't know, it's uh, located on uh, 45th Street, uh, down uh, near downtown San Diego. And uh, just talk about some of the goals that you have for the YMCA as you continue to move forward, incorporating more young people in their in your programs. Yeah, so one of my goals is just to continue to positive, uh, positively impact the youth in in the world of sports. Um, and inspire them to continue on in sports from a rec 
prospectus to their school, onto high school, and if they choose to, to go further into college and possibly professionals. Um, so my job, you know, what I really want to do is just continue to grow sports um, and get sports out into the community, um, into schools, into the school district. So that, those are my goals that I'm currently working on towards now. Well, Ferrara, we appreciate everything you're doing for our community and for the yeah. young ladies and, and and the young boys, for that matter, down at the Jackie Robinson Family YMCA. I mean, this is – these are the kind of – I mean, the fruits of your labor being enjoyed by us sports fans now as these youngsters, you know, grow up and start participating in high school, in college, athletics, and now even in the pros, WNBA, wherever it may be, so many athletes from San Diego – and they're better than they've ever been before because I think you get them started early and get them focused and on the right path. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Nice meeting you. And anytime we can help you out, give us a call, and uh, we'll talk about the Jackie Robinson YMCA and uh, how we can help you let us know. Thanks, Ferrari. Thank you very much. Thank you all for your time. Of course. Ferrari Funches, the sports director of the Jackie Robinson Family YMCA. I, I'm glad we're able to do that and uh, provide a, a platform for her to come on and just remind us. Tony, you see it all the time. I mean, your kids started playing soccer at a young age, your girls, and just the – I mean, I don't know, does it go without saying how beneficial being part of a young sports team is to a young person I, 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 and how many lessons, life lessons – are learned just by being a part of that. I think too often it gets overlooked, right? Because we, and I'm guilty of this too. Like you get caught up in the competition element of it and right. yeah. where it can take you. But there are so many just life lessons and not the successes a lot of times, but in the failures of sports, whatever that failure may be, learning how to deal with a tough loss, learning how to deal with injury and bouncing back, learning, you know, whatever the case may be, there there are so many lessons that I know I learned playing sports at a young age, so many lessons I know my daughters have learned um, that, you know, actually make it easier to be a parent. Like, there are so many things that you don't have to teach when your kids play sports because it's already built into what it is they're doing. Yeah. We're not going to tell everybody listening to enroll your kids in youth sports programs, but you could do a whole lot worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is something and, I the, – the feeling of belonging, I think, is a big man. thing. And the feeling of acceptance, especially in this day and age of young people being isolated by their phones, sports makes you put your phone down and work together with some other kids and accomplish a common goal. And that's priceless. Yeah, no, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think I, – I, one thing I've learned with, with my girls over time is that that part that you mentioned – belonging to a team yeah was the highest priority until they got into a, an age where it became more competitive and they wanted to pursue it a, a different way but that was always at the forefront of of their minds is being a part yep. of a team you know it's interesting i mean uh, a lot of the young ladies that i you know broadcast the aztec women's basketball and having done it for so long now many of them have gone on now into their lives and whenever I run into them at a game or somewhere down the road or on Facebook or something, they look back on the time they played basketball and they realize the belonging really was important, important yeah. much more important than the results. And you can speak to this even as a pro athlete. 
I guarantee you can't remember the score of all the games the Brewers and the Phillies and the Dodgers played in, but you can remember all the road trips and all the hotel rooms it's, and all of the you know you stuff ask, that you went through together as a group. That those memories stick. You ask any professional that's had you know had to retire as everybody has to do at some point, right? It's usually the first thing that they say they miss typically is. Being around a guy, the being around the girls, That's being right. around your team, being in the – those are the things you hear first. That's and right. then the actual competition part comes in after that. Yeah. Remember so. that one game? Not really, but I remember <laughs> after the game, <laughs> right. we did this, that, and the right. other. 100%. That's how it works. So, anyway, uh, people like uh, Ferrari and it does, By the way, it ahead. doesn't have to be, especially in this world of a specialization and playing sports year-round – like, it doesn't have to be in that realm. I mean, the YMCA is, is like the perfect starter. Like, my kids now play competitive soccer, but it didn't start that way. It started at a, at a much more, you know, lesser thing at that point. Sure. And, and then it, if they choose and they love it that much, you can build into that. But yeah. it doesn't have to start there. Little leagues across the country are like some of the most beloved things because – it's simple. You get in there, you have one practice a week, you go play a game on the weekend. It's not super stressful, but you get all those same lessons out of it. Yeah, Ferrari Funches, uh, who we're highlighting today, is certainly not the only woman in this city and you know, doing these kinds of things and helping our kids and providing programs for them. But it was nice to do this uh, and talk with her today. And we salute all the young ladies uh, on National Girls and Women in Sports Day. They did honor that today at the Aztec women's basketball game, which was played earlier this morning. They had over 4,000 fans out there. Really a great crowd. They're season high to go out and see the Aztec uh, women's basketball team today. Did they win? Got and a they victory. Won. They got a victory over New Mexico. Were they down at the half? I, I they were down in the third quarter, third quarter by okay. about nine and then stormed uh, <laughs> back i don't know they came how back was your and call the win. Well, it was all genius. the way from down nine <laughs> to here we these are these girls are houdini these girls are houdini <laughs> he is houdini that's right all right so chris will you please drop one of these on your next broadcast he broke his ankles <laughs> she broke her she ankles. broke her ankles yes <laughs> well the next time somebody breaks her ankles i'll try to get it in uh <laughs> so i have an update on the could you please get out of there? No, this is a good one. This is a good one. That's why we're in this mess. Shane said, Scravy, if you can handle a 10, tie. Uh, oh, sorry. Scravy, if you can handle <laughs> habanero, you can handle tie level 10. There it it's is. between 70,000 and 100,000 Scoville units. Oh, whatever that means. Well, that's the... That's, that's the um, that sounds like a lot of, of units to me. <laughs> measurement of hotness. Do you still want to keep talking about this, man? At this point, the more I talk about it, the the, the more I'm talking myself into it. We're, we're, we're talking positive reinforcement right now. Now that I've gotten rid of the negative. See, this is a direct product of me going to rehab all those years ago. That's what I'm talking about. It's great. Yeah. That's why you're special. I man. think there's a there's an outside chance that you're going to pull this off tomorrow and you are going to be beloved by our beloved listening community for your amazingness. I mean, I think they're going to laugh and I don't think they're going to laugh. Dude. They won't laugh if you if can you do come this. out on top. Yeah, if you come out on top, you shake this off. That I mean, dog you was talking about, it's in you. You're going to earn a lot of lot of street Man. cred. I'm just going to scrape my tongue tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I can do it without any issues. All right, you're, Daily you're, Gambit next. All right. <laughs>
Into the 3 o'clock hour we go. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scravey. We're all a happy family. Yes. 301 on the clock. Got a daily gambit headed your way. How did we fare last night? Not so good. Not so good. <laughs> no. Not so good. Uh, speaking of uh, Women in Sports Day, though, Candace Parker back. She's back. To the WNBA. Helped lead Las Vegas to its second consecutive title last year. She's rejoining the Aces. Now to be I didn't f- realize how good Candace Parker has been. Oh, She's yeah. been in the league now, Tony, since 2008. She'll be a Hall of Famer. This is her 16th year. She was named Rookie of the Year and MVP her first season. The Sparks. She's been Finals MVP three times, two times. I mean, I'm just she has so many accolades here, I can't even add them all up. She won a championship with Chicago in 2021 and then helped Las Vegas win it last year. Now, she was hurt most of last year, so I don't know if you yes. can classify it as helping because she wasn't there very often. That's I think, right. I think that's why well, she's she coming said, back this year. She was limited the first part of the season yeah. but did uh, join them for the championship run. The thing about Candace Parker, she's also big-time broadcaster. She's awesome. You see her on TNT all the time with Shaq and Charles and all so she's like at the top of her profession while she's still playing she, her career. I, I love it. because That's she, impressive. She's not afraid to mix it up with Shaq or Charles or anybody. <laughs> she's getting there. And she's got the, she's got the accolades to go ahead and, and, and talk her stuff, too. So She has more championships than Charles has. <laughs> we know that. Oh, it's been brought up on a couple of occasions. It's been brought occasions. up a few times. <laughs> yeah, Candace Char- Parker. Charles can't win for losing on that. Fantastic uh, I got a question. Do, do we really need any more information on the Red Sox? Like, do we need any more back scenes of... of Boston Red Sox. Apparently we do. Of all of the teams that are in Major League Baseball, we probably know more about the Red Sox and the Yankees than we do any other team. Combined. Combined. Yeah. But yet we're about to get get two more Netflix joints on them. Streaming service. Streaming service is going to follow. On the Red Sox? Sox. I thought it was only one. No. You got like a Hard Knocks version. Right. They're going to follow them all season. All season long. Twenty twenty four, and then you have like a deep dive into the two thousand four championship championship team. Oh, okay. Two different Netflix. Yeah, are they calling it twelve games in October? Because that would be that would be <laughs> that would be infri- that'd be infringing on uh, on something. The Red there. Sox. Yeah. I'm going to sue the Red send Sox. A cease and desist. You know, when I saw this this morning, my first reaction was what you had, but then I thought, why are you being a hater? And I then I said, can, listen, I can get down with the hard knocks version. Right, because that's you know new, but I definitely don't need any more on 2004 Red Sox. Like when it happened, we heard about it for like the next ten years. We <laughs> yeah, got to like, being somebody that you know travels with a baseball team and has done so for that much of your life. I can see that you would have very little interest in this show. They're going to be telling you everything you already you know live and breathe every day. I guess there's, but been I think a lot it'll be interesting to people. I, I you know yeah. I'm I'm kind of hoping my wife doesn't discover it. Because if she does, she can make us watch it every week. Why? Why? She loves Hard Knocks. She thinks Hard Knocks oh, is the greatest like, oh, okay. show in the history you. of television. Getting the insight into what a sports team does and watching the football team. And she loves the preseason Hard Knocks. She likes the in-season Hard Knocks. She doesn't care what team it is. She wants to learn. And so I think she'll probably want to watch I, this Red Sox I, I thing. Will, I will be tuning in to see, as, on, at least on the hot, the MLB Hard Knocks version, uh, I will be tuning in to see how revealing these cats are. Like when the the when the cameras, where are the cameras going? Like, are they in the locker room? I mean, like you just catching them when they're out. 
in the city? Like, where? How? How much insight are we going to yeah. get? Tyler has a good suggestion. He said it would have been cool to do it quarterback style and choose three different players or teams to go deep on or players because, like, the quarterback Netflix they chose Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, and they followed those guys specifically around, which I think is a good idea. I think you already get a, a, there's enough of the individual baseball guy. I don't know that you get the team element behind the yeah. scenes like you do in some of the other sports. Are they going to show them doing that's what all I'm, the pranks that they that's do what during I'm the year? That's what, it was funny. One of the pranks came up. I don't know if I saw it on X. Was it the matches? There, it was when Scotty Vance got the hot foot. What is that all about? Oh, it's one of the best tricks in Major League Baseball. Chris, have you heard this? They basically light this person's shoe on fire. Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a, a victim of it. <laughs> you were a victim. You got Back in my fight. San Diego State days. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the bench between pitching performances sometimes, so You don't want to get caught I was with involved the in this stuff. So yeah, they take some gum and it, it, it's it's a pretty intricate process, right? Cause, oh, yes. Because you got to catch somebody who's, A, dialed into the game. He's paying attention, which he should be. Right. Um, and then from there, you got to have light hands. Like, you get that gum, you push too hard on the heel of somebody's foot, they turn around. But in this case, I can't remember who the culprit was, but I know uh, there were a few guys on the bench that I suspect got Scott Van yeah. Slyke. Uh, and it probably were pitchers. It might have been Kershaw, if I'm being honest. I think it was because they showed him like watching. He he they put the he he loads up the gum as Kershaw typically does when he's not pitching. He's chewing on it. He gets it nice and sticky. He's got about I don't look like about six matches at the end, like kind of squeezed together with the gum. So you stick those into the gum so you that stick the gum the, sticks to your foot. Sticks to the back of your foot. And then you light the matches. You light the matches and you let the foot. Next thing you know, some guy's it, foot is the, on fire. The best part about it is it usually takes a while because those matches got to burn down. The heat has to kind of, the player has to kind of feel it. Yeah. Once it, you start it, smelling <laughs> charred flesh, you better react or you're going to be in trouble. That's one of the all-time best but Yeah, the guy right was like kind of mad, like, now, if you guys yeah, if you light, nice it, shoes, if you guys light my shoes on fire, <laughs> that will be. And that's where you got to know your teammates, right? Because you would never. There are certain guys that are ready to throw hands if you mess up a pair of their shoes. Well, I just don't want to get lit on fire. Is all I'm trying to say here. <laughs> I'm about to eat fire, so I don't want to get lit on fire. Don't worry. Well, uh, we're getting questions. What time are we doing this tomorrow? Well, Scraby, I think we should leave it up to you, buddy. When, when do you want to do it? Do you want to do it early? You want to get oh. it out the way? Do you want to build this up? I'd do it early. I would, too. Get it out of the way. 215? Yeah. Let us welcome everybody to the show tomorrow. Let right. you uh, get set, and then let's go. There All it right. is. And then right. because a two twenty really because two twenty two fifteen we'll we'll probably be running late through the first yeah. uh, segment. But if anyway. I was you out there, I wouldn't risk it. Make sure you uh, you know tune in at two o'clock. Uh, Alyssa on the chat said nobody's giving Tommy Fan the hot foot. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> no one's say, give him that. He probably wouldn't at appreciate your own, it. At your own peril, there. Yeah, you he just... probably wouldn't appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, all right, two two fifteen tomorrow. Two fifteen. All right, all right. Let's let's get to daily gambit. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. 
Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Scraby was asking me how exactly, you know, these things work. And, and the I, hot foot. Was, the hot foot is just one of the funny th- jokes that baseball players. But the other one is, is uh, there are, nobody really wears a jock strap anymore. <laughs> but you got your sliders. You get some, uh, well. Itching powder? No, not itching powder. Oh. You get the hot stuff, the stuff that. Oh, and so. Oh, go, oh And no. so there's, there's, so there's like three levels of that. There's like oh, atomic yes. bomb. There's like red hot, and there's one below atomic bomb. This but then there's a also. medical one. Oh no. That they call cheese. Cheese. I've seen, uh, and it, I mean, I'm talking about you only need like a, a fingertip of this stuff. You get somebody, you have teammates, like, take a little fingertip and rub it around the elastic of the waistband. Oh, okay. I thought you said you were going to put it into the... Well, it, it when you sweat, that's where it heads. Oh. Frankly, I would rather eat a 10 <laughs> than have a 10 placed around my private area. Yeah, you know, Chris, I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's that's another one that, that has happened. You know, Shaq said that he pulled a prank on someone, and it was to... It was to put uh, saran wrap on the toilet and then put Icy Hot on it. And then they would sit on it. Number one, they would get the Icy Hot. Number two, their business was not being done in the toilet. It was on them. And Shaq said he felt really bad because that person had to go. I don't know if this is true, but that person, like, was not feeling good after they sat on it. Oh, yeah. All right. I only have one word for that. As Tony likes to say. Yeah. All right. The first bet we made last night, Aztecs at Air Force. The Aztecs were nine and a half point favorites in the game. We all chose Air Force thinking it was going to be close, but the Aztecs were going to win. Aztecs uh, took care of business pretty easy, 77-64. The Jaden, sorry, Ladee, over under 18 and a half points in the game. We all said over. 14 points. So yeah. there's 0 for That's 2. That's a quick 0 for 2 for all of us. <laughs> now, Colorado State, they were playing Boise State last night. Didn't write down the spread, but they uh, we all chose Colorado State to win, and I'm assuming they won by enough. 75-62. <laughs> I'm assuming they won by enough. 75-62. They were favored by uh, five and a half, Thank so you, they did cover. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Very good bookkeeping, my friend. Uh, I'm assuming they won by a lot, I so you guys, you guys get that bet. I can't remember what we what we were doing yesterday, but these are very incomplete things that I was sending out. You probably this is probably down. at the point you started to get upset probably. about the ten that you had to eat because now you're even, not even keeping record of no, this stuff. I'm not. <laughs> Suns at the Bucks last night, and the Bucks or the Suns, I'm sorry, were six point favorites in the game. Suns win one fourteen one oh six. I said Suns. I don't remember what you guys said. <laughs> we said Bucks. We oh, did. Okay. So you got that one. All right. So I'm two for two now. Final one, Jalen Brunson. Or two oh, for four, by the way. Two for four. Over under 31 and a half points in the game last night. Chris said under. Tony and I said over. And Brunson was under. I literally didn't get it. Oh, I got one right. You got one. I got one right. Yeah. Uh, so the totals for the week, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., 4-5, and five, mm. with one no bet. Scraby's 3-7, and seven, not good. I'm 6-4, <laughs> and four, which isn't great, but it's better than us. Hey, better you're, than you guys. You're living, you're living the high life this week. And yeah, you're so far. sleeping on the street. So far. All right, this hour is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Four more Super Bowl bets for us, and then Chris's bets. This time we're going to do George Kittle receiving yards. We ended with Travis Kelsey yesterday. Over under 47 and a half. Chris and I said over. Tony said under here. And I can understand either way because 
George Kittle sometimes has two catches for 12 yards. Don't I know it. <laughs> Every but Sunday then, I needed him to have a good game, he had two for 12. But then he has four catches for a touchdown and 158 yards or something yes, like that. Yes, he does. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. That's a pretty... I think he's going to spend a little more time blocking I think for so that too. run game. So that's I why so I have too. him under. Uh, then the next bet was Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards over under 68 and a half. All of us went over here. My thought was the Lions ran right through the 49ers defense. I think the Chiefs can do the same. I was disappointed listening to some of the players. They were asked what word or what do you think of when you see uh, Isaiah Pacheco run? And they didn't get nobody said looks like he bites people. <laughs> I was disappointed not to hear that. Were these the players? These being were the asked? players being asked. What were the, some of that? Were they showing respect or? Were... No, yeah, most of them were showing respect. Just like I hear hard. the word "violent" a lot. Yeah, the way he runs, yes. Yes. elbows and kneecaps. I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to dive in there and try to tackle that. No, guy. I know this. This is the NFL, and I was in high school. But there was one guy on our team that would run through the hole and just light you up every single time, and that was the one guy I did not want to play against in yeah. practice because it hurt yeah. every single time. <laughs> CMC, Chris McCaffrey rushing yards over under 88 and a half. Chris and I said over. Tony said under. I'm curious, Tony, why under? I just don't think that he's – I think he's going to have a bunch of all-purpose yards. I just don't think he's going to get there at just rushing alone. Okay. Chris, any additions to the thought here? No, I think the, if the 49ers are smart, they're going to run it right at the Chiefs, which is what the Ravens should have done. And if they do that, Christian McCaffrey is going to be doing the running. So Actually, I think he'll make it. Yeah, the Brock Purdy rushing yard prop might be a good one. I'll look that up. Um, last one is, will the game end in scoregami, which is a, a score that's never happened before? Now, I, I after I asked this, I thought, is this scoregami in the Super Bowl or is this scoregami generally? So how I would think general scoregami. Score okay. Oh, well, we all said no anyway, so yeah. it, it, we're, we're going to get a score, score that's already happened. covers just about every score in the history of football. We had some scoregamis this year. We did. We get a few once in a while, but I, I don't think so in the Super Bowl. All right. So I'll be surprised. That's it for my bets. Okay. All right. Here's let's... mine. Clippers home to New Orleans Pelicans tonight. Clippers by six. Tony, why don't you start us off? Clippers have been playing amazing. Best so record in the West. So much so that Tony keeps picking the Clippers, something he never used to do. <laughs> um, they're just, they're, first of all, they're just a lot more likable than they used to be. Why is that? Because of Kawhi? I think because of Kawhi. Yeah. I think because of Paul George. They just have, they don't have any, you know, jerks on their team. They seem like all oh, cool dudes. Got Norman, Norman Storm and Norman Yeah, Norman Powell. High. Yeah, man, they're just a lot more likable than I, I remember them in the past. Nevertheless, they're going to they'll cover this one. Clippers giving the six. Yes, I'm going to take the Pelicans. Pelicans Pels. are having a pretty good season quietly. My guy is playing a lot of games too. How about Zion? that, Scrape? I I this is me not being a hater, but I am uh, I haven't really heard about him this year. By the way, we're going to have to cover some free agency news that just came to my phone. Okay. Yes, involving a guy that the Padres were possibly going to bring in. And now they're courting. Not. They're not courting. Maybe not courting, but we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, let's I'm going to go Clippers up. then. You're going to go to Clippers and give the six. Yes. All right. Speaking of your guy, Zion, he's on the board tonight. 20 and a half points is his over under. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go first here. I want to see what Zion's averaging this year. 
40 games played, Scraby. That's pretty good. Not bad. Pretty good. Averaging 22.1. Doing all right. Goes over tonight. Zion puts on a big show. I'll say over. Uh, Tony? Um, Over. Scraby? Over. All going over. All supporting Zion tonight. Uh, college basketball, UCLA at Stanford. Both teams are 6-5, and five, two games behind Arizona in the Pac-12. Stanford won the first meeting at Pauley Pavilion. They're favored by 3.5. Scraby. Stanford. It's going to take Stanford. No, no, no. Oh, I've wow. done this too many times. UCLA is on the... Yeah, UCLA. Taking the points. Yes. I'm going to take UCLA also. They really had a tough run there for a while, but they might be getting it back together. How much are they favored by? Stanford by three and a half. Stanford's by, they're favored by three yes, and a half. Yes, they are. They give me the Cardinal. You're going to give the three wow. and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, going for a season sweep. Uh, USD is home tonight to Loyola Marymount. USD gets three and a half points at the Jenny Craig Pavilion, Tony. USD getting three to Loyola. 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 Yeah. I'll go USD. Whoa. USD. I'm going to go USD. They're pretty good at home. The Toreros, not having a great season, but at home they've been very competitive. Scravy? I'll go USD as well. All three of us. And finally, one hockey game tonight in the Windy City. Minnesota, one and a half over the Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks still without Connor Bedard. Mm. He got... I forget what he happened. He broke something. Yeah. In his face. Oh, wow. Well, it's hockey. That is. They don't mess around. Uh, who are you taking, uh, Tony? Or, no, wait, you're not first. I'm no. first. Oh. I'll, I'm Minnesota. The Blackhawks are really, really, really bad. Uh, Scraby. I'll take the Minnesota Wild. Tony? The Wild. All three of us. So we're all, we're all together on four of the bets. So we'll see if we have a little more success when the results come down tomorrow. Yes, sir. There you go. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get to break. When we return. Free agency news. Scraby's got his breaking free free agency news. Oh, I can't wait to hear who this free agent is. Oh, boy. Maybe somebody's coming out of retirement. More Gwen and Chris on the other side. (laughs) Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for 25 dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due 35 dollars per line connection charge apply ctmobile.com 326 short segment here before we move on to sports court. Scraby, give it to us. All right. Unfortunately, a guy that we've been talking about, a guy that became a fan favorite last year here in San Diego, 
will no longer be with the Padres. Gary Sanchez is reportedly signing with the Milwaukee Brewers. He's likely to split time as DH as well as catch for the Brewers. It's a good signing for the Brewers. They are, um, I don't want to say they're bargain shopping, shopping, but they kind of are after making the trade to get rid of Corbin uh, Burns. It sounds like they are um, in the process of maybe moving – Adamus, the shortstop. Who yeah, was they moved him, and that's a, that's that's, a, that's pure a white sure light. sign that they're waving it. Uh, it's it's they funny. Got William Contreras is a pretty good catcher, an all star. So I don't see Sanchez getting a whole lot of time there. I see him DH a lot. Well, he can play some first base. I think he did that in uh, New York when he was there. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's interesting. We bring up this Brewers news. I talked to uh, their bench coach today on the way over, Ricky Weeks, and uh, he was saying how excited he was for spring training. I don't know if he was lying to me or not, but it's his first year on the job, so maybe he's excited oh, he's for excited that. For he's that got part, something right? to do. But based off the team they had last year, they're not. I don't know if you could be. Like I don't know if you could be all that excited. But yeah, I think uh, that division's going to be Reds, and I think the I Cardinals think are going to bounce back. I, I can't see them being bad again. I, I think it's a because of the division. I think I don't know if you could rule anybody out at this point. Yeah, Cubs fair got a, enough. Cubs got a pretty good team. They've. They've, they might end up with Bellinger well, when it's we'll all see. said and done. They're going to need Bellinger. I, I think the, a good Bellinger. Who was their other? They had another signing. This oh, they signed. Uh, they signed the, one of the uh, the Japanese, Japanese uh, lefty right pitchers. Yeah, Let me can't think of his name offhand. Man, that's a. I got to start getting on that too. The names yeah. of uh, oh, has yeah. Garrett Cooper. He hasn't nope. signed yet. Okay, so no. still there's still agent. there's still names out there. I mean, based if you look at the names, if it just if you get rid of the top, what I think three or four, there's still some pretty good names out there. That at this point, I bet you the price tag is a lot lower than what it was at the beginning of the season, and so that's why for me I haven't been too concerned because there's still some names on the board that may not be like, you know, a, a f- four extra wins type names, but certainly uh, some names that can. Uh, can be in those spots that the Padres have open, so we'll see how that exactly uh, turns. Yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat the, I guess the loss of Gary Sanchez. I mean, you're you're turning this over to Camposano right. now. You traded for Higashioka, and your top prospect is Ethan Salas. So your catcher position looks pretty pretty set. And I don't know about Sanchez as a DH. I know that you know he hit 19 homers last year. It seemed like he hit more. That's because, because we, we celebrated st- it so much. Well, we were struggling yeah. when he showed up. Yeah. But Stu was hitting since, homers every day. For <laughs> it did a seem time. like it, yeah. But since 2017, highest batting average he's had in the season is 232. So you're going to get, you know, a Mendoza line batting average along with the home runs. And I don't see that as being your everyday DH if I'm the Padres. Fair enough. Um Looks like we're going to get a, a, a ruling from the NFL Players Association on if the Niners uh, are just complaining or oh, if they had a legitimate gripe here. I want to know who leaked this story because <laughs> this is not making them look good at all. This is making them look like whiners. We're talking about the 49ers and their fans crying about no, the condition no, I wasn't, of the no, fans. No, no, no. I was not uh, Yes, apparently they considered even flying back to the Bay Area to do their oh, that would have been That would have been so fun to What I really about. don't... We're going home. Yeah, that's. I, I don't like this whole look. I don't like it, but I will say it's very strange that one team gets an NFL 
practice facility, well, and one team gets UNLV's who's, practice who's facility. Who's the home team? You can't stagger the practices and who's have the, them. Who's the home team? Who had the? How did they? Chiefs. I don't know. Chiefs are home team. So Chiefs. Chiefs. Year. They get the. How did the Chiefs get the home? It's their year. AFC's year. Oh, they, okay. Next year it'll be NFC. See if it was next year. They so just got by the... random chance, <laughs> yes. they're the Forty Nineers have to go to the the park down the street to <laughs> the, practice. First of all, it's not a park down the street. It's a college facility. It's. It's too squishy for them, okay? <laughs> That's what they're saying. I had no idea that you needed your field hardness to be 70 to 80. 0. Now Gotta it, have it. Theirs is at the 50s here at UNLV. Scraby, I'm looking everywhere. I mean, I am I am doing a deep dive trying to find things that will make you feel better about the 49ers' chances Sunday. But I can't find anything. I, I, I don't I, care. I came across. I know you don't, but I, I, I do. You, you do. I came across no, a story that interviewed four astrologers. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like the real, astrologers like, are in on this too. You know, big time astrologers. Like that, they took this stuff pretty seriously. They say that Brock Purdy, the transisting sun, is crossing Forty Nine er quarterback Brock Purdy's Mars and Aquarius. Uh oh, showing that he could burn out. Oh. Or become overwhelmed oh. by the game's pace. Burnout. I mean, if you're going to listen to anybody, astrologers, uh, I, they are. I mean, those words should scare you. That should scare the I daylights out. They're all picking the Chiefs to win. By the way, all four astrologers. I don't know that they were talking about the NFL when astrology became a thing. So how can these astrologers put it to the NFL? They figured out a way. Come on, this could be all bad for you, man. Let's go. No, ahead. I, I want people. To underestimate the 49ers. Okay. I said it on the Scraby Show last you night. You know, unfortunately, you know who's not underestimating them, I don't think? The Chiefs. I doubt they are. I said that I last the last well, night. The reason that the 49ers are going to win this Super Bowl. Because you think the, the, you think the 70, 76, you think the Chiefs are <laughs> underestimating the 49ers? No, I don't. It's the revenge factor of losing the first Super Bowl. If they were playing the Ravens... How many of those guys are still there? A lot, actually. Is like, there? There's, there's a decent amount of starters that a were lot. still there. Like Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Was Nick Bosa... That was his first year? That was his rookie year. Oh, wow. uh, Eric Armstead. You got Kyle Juszczyk. You got... Um, Fred Warner. Fred Warner. You have... Uh, there's more people I'm missing. George Kittle. George Kittle so was on the sideline. So you think they're still holding on to that four-year... Well, year. Kyle Juszczyk and Debo. Debo. Debo said it took him a year and a half to watch the Super Bowl after it happened because he just couldn't do it because they lost with a 10-point lead in seven minutes ago. Eric Armstead called, recalled the exact play when he knew the game was and over. this all gives you hope that they are Yeah, they're because mad. Kyle Juszczyk said it's been burning in him Ugh, since. Burning. Stop placating me. <laughs> I'm ready. I just want this stupid game to happen. Oh, I just knocked over Tony's camera. Wasn't me. All right. Destruction is not going to get you anywhere, my young friend. No, it's not. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> All right. Tony? Is it me? Sports Court. It's not me. Oh. All right. Well, Sports Court is up next here <laughs> on Gwyneth Chris 973 The Fan. Three forty on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Sports Court. Quickly becoming a uh, fan fave. The more we do it, it's turned actually away from sport. It just should be court at this point. It should just be life court. Life court, right? Because yeah. uh, you know we get a few sports questions scattered in there, but a lot of times 
just about life. You people want us to name your children all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no when we right. became uh, accredited with that task. Yeah, no, we, we've been asked some uh, pretty big uh, relationship questions, some baby names, as Chris just mentioned. Um, but we'll see what the sports court looks like today before we do so. Let's check a little traffic. Do you have a sports issue, San Diego? Do you need a third party to make a decision? The guys have put on their robes and picked up their gavels. All rise. Here comes the judge. Gwen and Chris Sports Court starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, Chris. If you love Mediterranean food like Chris does, try Spiro's for authentic Mediterranean cuisine in Coronado or La Jolla. For dining or takeout options, visit spiroscuisine.com. Try the hummus. Try the hummus. The best hummus Dude, he's ever tasted. Oh, it's the best ever. I mean, and that's saying something because I've tried a lot of hummus. <laughs> okay. Love hummus. How much hummus have you tried? Lots of hummus. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, trucks full. Trucks full. Over the years. Okay. All right. Sports Corps is where I get some submissions uh, and I bring them to the show. They need some help deciding something. And it could be about something that happened in sports or it could be about something that happened in life, as Tony just said. And we have three of them today. So let's get started with the first one. And here it goes. My kid is eight years old, and she really, really wants to get into sports. I suggested softball, soccer, and dance, but she wants to do none of that. She wants to do baseball. Mm. I don't have any issues with her joining the boys' league, but I'm nervous for her because this is going to be an eye-opener. My wife doesn't want to do it at all. She says she knows our child, and she won't be able to handle it. I really want her to experience something new that will help her grow. Chris, what do you think I should do? I mean, force her into it, you know? No, I mean, you've got to work with her. No, she, she, the, the little girl wants to play baseball. He wants to know whether or not he he should go forward with trying to get her into baseball or oh, keeping her away from baseball. Sorry, I misunderstood. Oh, no, okay. let her, let her, yeah, give it a shot. There's a lot of young ladies playing baseball out there now and, and playing it quite successfully, I might add. Yeah. I've seen many in the Little League World Series. I've seen stories on many young ladies. I mean, that, to me, it's a little similar to what we discussed with uh, with the lady from the Jackie Robinson YMCA. I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where it really isn't a story that a young lady's playing baseball. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying she's going to be that good, and maybe there'll be some disappointment. But as Tony said, disappointment builds character really, really well. Sports can, you know, do be a positive even in a negative situation so i wouldn't shy away from it what would you okay let's get tony's answer we'll revisit tony what do you think he should do should he get his kid into softball or baseball like she wants or steer her in another direction um no don't steer in another direction let her play baseball um if she's the thing for me is if i have a daughter that is a willing participant wants to do it. That's really all the green light I need at that point. Um, they're going to put her in a league that she she can, you know, she's going to be with a bunch of kids her age. And I, I assume she's young, right? So eight, eight years old. The boys ain't going to be that. Some of them, she's going to be further along then. So, yeah, let her play. I mean, I think of uh, what was a young lady way back. Was it Monique Davis? Oh, yeah. Pitched in the Little League World sure. Series. Yeah, was yeah. blowing 
dudes down with their fastball? Let's put it this way. If, if Woodsy can hit a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, <laughs> your daughter probably can, too. Come on. I, I, speaking of that, somebody tried to... <laughs> Tipped him off. Tried somebody to, tried to throw tried you to, under the bus on that one. Tried to throw me under the bus the other day. I, I had to explain that. myself a little bit. Yes. Um, as an uncle, this is all I can do is put myself as an uncle to my niece. I would be nervous that my nieces would be teased or you know picked on by the other boys because that's what boys do is they're mean and jerky it's the same thing with eating the hot food man she pulls it off and she's gonna have all the respect in the world but i was gonna say i think she should do this and go play i think um oftentimes especially in today's age you know i don't think it's all that um, it's 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 much more normal now than it was. Yeah, I don't think that's the the question. I think yeah, the question's more of should I be nervous for her? But yeah, you guys answered it really well. And uh, I think let me know what happens with this one because I want to hear what you have to say to your wife and trying to convince her to get your daughter to play baseball because the wife doesn't want to. Oh. Yeah, good luck with that one. If we'll see. Mama doesn't want it, then. We'll see. Did I miss that part of the question? I, I missed that part, too. Because if I missed that part of the question, I may want to rework my answer a little bit here. Yes, I think I, I missed said, that part of the question. Okay, <laughs> should I reread it? No, it's okay. no, I no it says, he... I don't have any issues with her joining the boys' league, because, but I am nervous for her because she, this is going to be an eye-opener. My wife doesn't want to do it at all. She says she knows our child and she won't be able to handle it. Where nah. were you guys for that part? I, that I don't part. know. I missed that part, but I, I, I never want to give up on a kid and say they can't handle yeah. it. Yeah. I want to challenge them. Those things are, um, we, my wife and I try not to use those type of, of words around the kids, that they can't do something. Here's kind of a nice comment on the chat from Renee. Sometimes I feel like as adults, we think we know everything, but I've learned so much from my son. It's the truth. It's the truth. I, I try, honestly, I, I try to, at least from my standpoint, I try to only I mean, you have to, when you have to be real with your kids, you have to be real. But I, I try not to put limitations on them in terms of things they have in their mind that they want to try to do. Yeah, you brought something to us off the air way back when, and you kind of just stood by and, and let it happen, which was difficult. It was, it was so painful to, <laughs> it was difficult. to, do, to, to allow that to happen. But there you was did. a lesson learned from yes, it. Yes, so. exactly. All right. Thank you for the submission. Here's the next one. I have been dating a great girl for the past nine months, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes, but there is a really big thing nagging me about our relationship. She has to one-up me on everything. For example, we were playing tennis the other day, and I thought we were just messing around when she tells me she's up five points. I told her I thought we weren't keeping score. She said she wasn't either, but realized she was better at tennis and wanted to, quote, <laughs> beat me bad. I don't know how to handle this. It's not worthy of a breakup, but I am done with the one-upping. Tony, how do I handle this? Who signed this letter? <laughs> I don't Last have name Scraby by any chance? I don't have a girlfriend of nine months, so it can't be me. can't be me. Is this my, my go first? Yeah, what, what, how do you handle this? Uh, stop letting your significant other beat you. I think that's... That's the first. That's where it starts. Well said. If you don't like it, my man, you're gonna have to keep change the results. Right. It's, just, it's really the only answer because you said it. You've already said it's not breakup worthy, and I don't think it is. You're just gonna have to uh, either start doing some things that you're better at so that you can keep count, or get better at the things that she's wanting to do so that you can keep up. All right. Because you're gonna keep getting one up, buddy, if you don't. 
I, I could see myself being a little infuriated can, when can, she was oh, like, "Oh, I can see you being a." When she was like, "Oh, I wasn't keeping score either until I realized I was better than you." <laughs> Chris, what should this person do? Work on your ground strokes, pal. Damn, Work on That's, your ground strokes. I can almost assure you, if this was my wife, she would definitely be letting me know that she's beating me. 100%. Okay. This would even be a question. Yeah, I mean, that's some people's relationships, is that they kind of... It's um, competitive. Yeah, competitive against each other. It but. sounds like his his girlfriend of nine months is, is competitive at this point. Nine oh, months yeah. is that's plenty a of... That's time. a long enough time to, to kind of, hey, buddy, you're just going to have to get better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. To the next. I am a huge... 49ers fan. Oh, and I love how great. much 49ers you all talk. I have a dilemma for the Super Bowl. Some friends of mine gifted me 49er themed Jordan shoes for the holidays, but I just got them and haven't been able to wear them for any game yet. I'm not very superstitious, but I am a little stitious, and I can't decide if I debut my new shoes on the day of the Super Bowl. Is that a dumb idea or a super or, or is dumb? Should I wear my new shoes, Tony? Tie 10 from Carlsbad. High 10. High 10. That's how they signed this, it. This has a lot of familiarity right here. You're a shoe guy, Tony. This is your uh, area of expertise. Huh. Do you? The question is, do you wear the shoes on Super Bowl Sunday? I believe this person. I understand this person. <laughs> I bet you do, Scrappy. I believe this person is worried about introducing a new piece of gear to the rotation when you haven't worn it before and you're going to debut them in the Super Bowl. Huh. Well, I'm not one to believe in superstitions. Okay. So I would say rock your new shoes, my friend. Ooh. I'm not shoes, Scraby. I'm just assuming oh, yeah, tight somebody tight like you. Tight yeah. Ten. Tight yeah. Ten. Yeah. Tight ten. <laughs> Chris, what do you do? I, I mean, know that Chris is superstitious a little bit. Well, so. he is. I mean, I just told Scraby before that in the 82 Super Bowl when the Dolphins played the Redskins, I read every possible pregame story I could, dove into the game, got all of the comments, all of the insight, and then the Dolphins lost. Two years ago, they played the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I refused to read one story. <laughs> I paid no attention to anything. I tried to change the mojo, but alas, they lost anyway. Uh, it's not going to matter is the answer. Yeah. You cannot wear them or wear them. The result's going to be the same. But for your own peace of mind, leave them in the closet. Put them on after the game to celebrate if you are fortunate enough to win. That would be my strategy. All right, the chat says... You can prance around town in them if you win. But don't I, risk it. I wouldn't. You would. No, that's what it's saying. I wouldn't wear them. No, don't wear them. Wear them I, after I wouldn't they risk win? It. <laughs> wear, yeah, if they win, then go, hey, got my new shoes, man. I'm ready. All right. Sounds like we've got a bunch of superstitious people I'm on, pretty on superstitious. Yes. Um, yeah. Very superstitious. Did you touch the uh, chalk line running out to the outfield, Tony? Sometimes I scraped it. Messed it up on purpose. Okay. Sometimes I stepped on it. Sometimes I jumped over it. Seems huh. like the percentage of baseball players who won't touch the chalk line running out on the field is about 90%. Oh, I'd say it's probably higher. Even that. higher. Yeah, Don't sure. touch that chalk. All I, was right. a, I was a rebel. Okay. <laughs> you were a rebel. All right, last one. Did you ever talk to the pitcher on the day that they were pitching? If they didn't like to be talked to, no, I didn't. But if they, liked, if they didn't mind it? Who was the one that was like, you know not to talk to that Clay person? Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw, really? Don't talk What's, to him. I don't get it. That's an old school. I mean, uh, Kevin Brown was like that. I mean, he was a maniac. 
during his start. Like, Can I just, tell you something? In high school one time, my mom got off work so she could come to see me pitch because she never could see a game because she worked during the afternoon when we played. She got off of work. She made the pilgrimage out to the high school. Came walking over to the fence. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> trying to lock it. As I was walking out to warm up. <laughs> I could see Chris Ella. The look on my 17. face. Yeah, I was like, get out of here. Yeah. I'm trying to focus in. <laughs> Poor mom. Just yeah, to she was just baby. trying to be sweet and say hello. She came to the game, the whole thing. And I just, uh, yeah, I lit her up. It's so funny how his kids were yeah. like so oh, everybody's, so everybody's different, though. Everybody is. Like for me, my obviously my mom and dad didn't get to come to a lot of games. Uh, but when they showed up, I was like elated you, you to see them. Yeah, loved you loved it. Honest hey. question. Waving from the other fence and everything. <laughs> was your dad like a, a distraction at these games? He, he was. And so he would just go sit in the, like, in the outfield, like behind the fence. And right. people took the hit? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, I was going to say. They never took the hit. But yeah. that's where he would try to hide out. Because then it's not next to like the batting box. Right. And it, it, you're going to have to. Like, and... and then by the time I got to high school, a few high school games he got to see. If you wanted to go to the defense, I mean, you had to go like it was. You had to earn that that autograph at that point because it was right. way out there. Final one. Uh, I was playing dodgeball the other day, and it's co-ed, and I may have been too much. I was excited to see to be one of the final players left. I picked up the ball and I drilled this young woman in the face. The team is trying to kick me off the team. I admit Their I was team wrong. Or his, his own team, team. His team. I admit I was wrong, but it caused a, and I'm using this word, a kerfuffle. But they still want me off the team. I even said that I would apologize to this young woman. You both do co-ed sports. Chris, what would you do? I don't know that I kick them off the team, but yeah, I do. I do. Uh, that seems a little much. But I do play a lot of uh, co-ed softball once a week. And I'm sorry. I mean, if you know, the 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 girl, the women players on the other team, I, I if they're playing second base, for instance, and there's a force play, I go nowhere near the bag. <laughs> you I just out. I don't even want to ever bump into one of them. Uh, I think it's bad form. I, I, play- I even think it's bad form to try to hit a line drive at the the women players, which a lot of guys do. Because they they have to you know Such get a on base. Thing to do. It is. It's like you know you get it. We have a girl usually play second base and right field, and you just see guys lining up shots in that direction. But so you know, I'm pretty against trying to take advantage of that. So I would say something. I would create a kerfuffle, but I would not kick the guy off the team. All right, Tony. Yeah, that seems a little strong. I mean, I, maybe I need to see how he went after this shit. Because if this whole team, it's dodgeball. I played in these leagues Me with too. co-ed. Nobody's like trying to take a woman out. There are those guys, though. But if he went out of his way to like just annihilate her, he shouldn't be kicked off. But he certainly should serve a suspension. <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing co-ed flag football. One of the guys on my team was a safety. Went after a pass, ball hawked this girl, just knocked her to the ground, and it caused a fight. <laughs> it was I can see that. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? You can't just take this girl out. <laughs> All right, that's it for Sports Court. When we get back, Chris versus the fans for a qualification to a trip for a trip to Las Vegas. And away we go at four o'clock on Gwyn and Chris, hour number three of our Wednesday get together. Chrisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Until 6 o'clock this evening, then the Scraby Chronicles check in from 6 to 7. If you haven't yet heard uh, our uh, cohort there handle things for himself an hour each and every day following this program, you're missing out. The Chronicles fast taking over the uh, early evening 
radio time slot. I've been feeling the love from from listeners. You're doing a nice job. Thank you. I'm and, glad they uh, started shooting you some love because apparently they were not shooting you love earlier. You were quite upset with us. So oh, I'm oh, happy today. I'm happy that you're receiving the love, man. I am. Good. I am. I am. Scraby Chronicles from six to seven. They wrap up with. The Daily Gripe. Ooh, I had a great And believe me, Scraby spends most of his day trying to think <laughs> of the Daily Gripe. What was your Daily Gripe last night? What'd you uh, have? man, I just said friends that force you into things that you don't really want to <laughs> he do. He was talking about us. <laughs> 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 no, the other night I had one that was a legit one, and it's when I see people in expensive cars talking on their cell phones with their hands, like speakerphone or up to their ear. Versus seeing people... In, in you have not no excuse cars? in an expensive car with Bluetooth to be talking on your phone. Don't all cars pretty much have Bluetooth now? Yeah, well, I wouldn't I even think you need like, an expensive car for no, that okay. faux pas. All right, well, then if we can expand it to every car, then I'll expand pretty it to much every everybody car. now. But it drives me nuts when someone's it driving terribly, nuts. and then you pull up, and I'm like, I bet you they're on the phone, and then you look, and they're on the phone. Yeah. People... Holding your what, phone what is your... to your mouth is not hands free. <laughs> what 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 is the result of the response from you if they happen to look up it, and see you looking? Is in? it a mean mug? Like yeah. What do you get from? I shake my head like I'm so disappointed. You shake and then your I, head and I do this on the, with the phone. I go click, <laughs> like hang the... up, hang, hang up. up your phone, and then I, like I step on the gas and go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on one today. I really am. All right, 833-288-0973. If you want to play some Chris versus the fans, you win. You qualify for a trip to Las Vegas. And I certainly don't have it memorized, and I'm not going to be able <laughs> well, to find it on I got you. I got you. Oh, wow. I got you, man. Don't, okay. don't oh, you. Thank you. Don't okay. worry about it. It's Very a nice. chance uh, for two tickets. Wait. Am I reading this? We got a new one? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do have oh, a new yes. one. It's an air supply. Yeah. I was like, that's not, that's not our two guys that we've been, uh, two bands we've been promoting the last couple <laughs> Tom weeks. Kiefer Tom LA Kiefer and nope. LA Guns. It's a new one now. Uh, two nights stay at Westgate Las Vegas and two tickets to Air Supply. With a legacy spanning decades, Air Supply continues to captivate hearts. Now in their 45th anniversary year, the duo continues to play more than 130 shows a year worldwide. Join us in celebrating their music and enduring legacy on May 31st and June 1st at the Westgate Westgate International Theater at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Boom. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know Jen for Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, the rules. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. If you're a first-time player, let us know before the first question. And you'll get that question for free today and start on question number two. By the way, my reaction to scoring a point on you in the Fantabulous Game Show, uh, Brock... Put it on the internet. He cut it. 
I need to remember that I'm on camera. You do. Because that is embarrassing. Uh, did someone end up putting a, a superimposing a hot dog on there? Why did you even say that? <laughs> I might even dump that right out. <laughs> no one did that yet. Oh, uh, it would be kind of funny. Yeah, it would. it would. I appreciate everybody who's listening in their cars and does so every day in uh, transit. So you don't have the option. Right. But if you have the option to watch the show on YouTube, by all means do it. Scraby's giving jewels Scraby's out. worth the price. He is, for yeah, sure. For sure. All right, let's get to our first contestant of the day. Tyler, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Oh, no, Tyler just dropped. Tyler dropped, so Uh-oh. we're going to go to Derek. Derek, Derek welcome too. to the show. Jeez, man. Derek dropped. Go? How about Neil? Is he still Neil's, there? Neil's there. Neil, how are you, my man? Good, how are you? We are well. Here we go. First question. Oh, by the way. First question. Oh, hey, you All right. He got it in just in time. 49ers linebacker Fred Warner went to what San Diego High School? Oh boy. Mission Hill. He wow. did. Indeed. Neil, you're right on it. Someone brought to my sorry, hang on, Neil. Someone brought to my attention the interview that we did with the 49ers linebacker Fred Warner about five or six years ago. And they reminded me that I put the wrong position on the sheet. You he, did. I remember that because I think I was the one who had to say you did. it. You did. And he goes, actually, I play a linebacker. Yeah. I'm, I'm forever scarred. I mean, I, I just received scars just thinking I'm, about that. I'm laughing because it was so awkward and embarrassing. What did we say he played? I think it was like safety Kicker or corner. Kicker or something? No, it wasn't anything like that. It was like safety or corner, defensive this back. This was his rookie season? Like, please yeah, tell I, me he hadn't been established. Oh, no, he league. wasn't. No, we weren't getting Fred Warner, this Fred Warner. We we got Fred Warner, who was new in the league, oh, and man. he was from San Diego. You know, it's fun. he's going to remember that for the rest of his career. I went on the, my first Do you think radio so? show in San Diego. I'm getting prepared for the draft. and Oh, no, he was a 49er at, the point, at that point. Oh, either way. He's one of his first in his hometown. We don't even got his position right. And it's me. I should try it's to gonna find It's going to be my out. voice. Welcome to your hometown interview, Fred. <laughs> Position you play again? <laughs> I wish I would have just asked him that at this yes, point. Yes, it would have been better. You would think the guy who's a massive 49ers fan would have oh the right gosh, position on there. Scraby. I apologize for that. But someone reminded me of that the other day, and I was like, wow, I completely forgot about that. No, Thanks very, for reminding Very me. good on you, Neil. You know what high school he went to, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. you're... <laughs> You're sweating out the final question here. We're here we making go. you wait. Question number three. Yeah. Wow. What team has played in four Super Bowls but never held a lead? Oh, boy. Hmm. Viking. Met a boy, Neil. Think wow. you got it. He you got did. it. I heard a ding. Four. Yeah, they didn't. And they haven't even held a lead? No, they were blown out in all four Super Bowls. Pretty Well, they, the first, uh, I take it back. The second one they were in against Pittsburgh, it was at least close for a half. But they got they were, races they the second getting, half. They were getting outplayed badly the entire game, and uh, they eventually got beat. Neil, so, hang yeah, on they the never line. Led. Very good, Neil. And just for everyone, so we know, that was within the 10 seconds. Yeah. He's a legit winner. Legit. 
legit. No man. need to even bring it up, man. Neil was all over that. <laughs> no, because I already job. see the dot, 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 dot in the chat meaning. Uh, oh, God, did he get He's, that? He can think about no, it for a second. I agree. Neil, nice I work, agree. man. It really, you know, all respect to Neil. He's the winner today, and it gives me a day off and uh, saves Scraby some questions. Thank you. But that wasn't really a tough question. There's only been two teams that have lost all four Super Bowls they've been in. It was right. either the Bills or the Vikings. You had a 50-50 shot. And he, uh, oh. he thought about the Bills for a moment and went with the Vikings. It's not as even... hard of a question as everybody yeah, was It wasn't as hard as you think. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't put that together. Give Neil credit. I mean, there's two teams that are 0-4 in Super Bowl play. Kudos to Neil. And Neil, Neil was all, you know, on top of that. Jacob well says that was legit. So for, it for Neil being on top of it, now we must figure out the next four minutes I of I got this, a trivia uh, question oh, for perfect. you based on Super Bowl success. Perfect. Name the only four teams... That have played in a Super Bowl, but never lost a Super Bowl. There's only Say four. Get four teams that played a Super Bowl, played in a Super Bowl, but have never lost a Super Bowl. Cowboys. Cowboys have lost plenty of Super Bowls. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's not many. the answer no, to I'm the not question. Not thinking about the 70s. They've been yeah. in two. The Cowboys, I believe, are five well, and three. What about the in Super Bowl play? Saints. Saints are one and zero. Very good, Tony. You got one of the four. What about the Ravens? Ravens are two and zero. Very good, Scraby. You got one. What about, I don't know if the New York Giants lost at any point, but they won those two with Eli and one back in the 90s? Uh, they got ripped by the Ravens, okay. though, one right. year. Yeah. Oh, duh. So yeah. They've, they've got a stupid. Super Bowl loss. That was, uh, on their that was a good old Collins uh, quarterback. Kerry Collins, Collins. Yeah, lost. Uh, to, well, I mean, that was, that Baltimore team was, was so ridiculous. loaded. Yeah. Uh, the Ooh. Seahawks. No, sorry, sorry. They lost that one to They the, did. The There's Patriots. two more teams that are undefeated in Super Bowl play. You guys got the. Saints and you got the Ravens. Well, the 49ers have lost, so that's... 49ers are not the answer. That's right. They're 5 and 2 in Super Bowl I mean, play. Rams have lost. The yeah. Steelers? It's oh, kind of a weird question mm-hmm. because you'd think there'd be a lot lot more teams that have there, actually there done There got to be teams that have, the other there got to be teams that's barely been to the Super Bowl. The yes. That's yeah. what I would think. That's what I'm thinking of That right is now. correct. Tampa? Tampa 2 and 0. Oh. Very good, Tony. You got one. one. There's one more. Uh, this team has only been once, and they won the only time they were there. And it was well before either of you guys were wow. alive. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't know it. Because they, it's one of the most famous Super Bowls ever. Packers? No, Packers have no, lost Packers the Super Bowl. What about they lost the Broncos we here? Chiefs have lost. Chiefs have lost. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm out. Bears have lost. I'm out. <laughs> Tapping out. I'm out. I can't think of anybody. Super Bowl three, the New York Football Jets ah. beat the Colts in the famous Joe Namath guarantee game. <laughs> Broadway Joe, yeah. That was goes back to one of our trivia games where Tony didn't know the name of Joe Namath, <laughs> yeah, so I, I guessed Broadway this. Joe, and I, I gave it to him because I just assumed, yeah, you'd know it. He didn't know it was. Wait, yeah. so the Jets? Jets went to the uh, Super Bowl three, and that's the last time they've been to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's that's rough. Yeah, it's been a while for that's the rough Jets. For fans. Hang with them, Jets. Hang that's, with them, that's Jets. That's why it's been so um, so much vitriol from, <laughs> from the fan yeah. base. Now there. I understand it. Super Bowl three is their last appearance. Like could, a lot could, of those fans, most of those fans weren't even alive for their last Super Bowl. It's year. been passed down through generations yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. at least they've been. The Lions still haven't been. No, they have not. Thanks to the second half choke job they turned in okay. against the 49ers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gave you the game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Choke job. Okay. Choke job. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. Is there anything else really new in sports? It's, it's so quiet of late. I did see that you guys talked about Saban's going to be on the NFL Draft Analyst Show. And College Game Day. Right. Uh, Matt Miller is the new guy on ESPN. Matt Miller. Filling in. His name's Matt Miller. He's the new draft analyst who I assume has taken over for Todd McShay because they don't have Todd McShay anymore. Oh, they let him go? Where'd yeah, they go? did. They kept Mel Kuyper because, you know, they're not going <laughs> to kind of mess with a legend. He's a legend. But uh, Matt Miller did his first two-round picks already. And I'm going to predict something about Matt Miller's picks. And I bet you Tony will agree with me. In the first round, he has five quarterbacks being drafted. Caleb Williams, Drake May, North Carolina, Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, LSU. And then he also has, down uh, the road a little bit, Bo Nix from Oregon and J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, all going in the first round. The mm. next quarterback mm. Mm. he has from Washington. is our man from Penix. Washington, Penix, going in the second round at number 43. I will go out on a limb here and say that Penix is better than at least one, probably two or three of the guys who go in the first round. I think uh, just watching the games, I don't have all of the intangible figures and analytics, but Penix just looks like he's a whole lot better than you know some of these guys at least. It's interesting. Uh, he's not. He's probably the third or fourth analyst. I've seen that has Penix. Yeah. Second no, he's round. He's not alone. And this fifth or sixth quarterback taken right. in he's the He's not draft. alone in this uh, in this prediction. This is uh, going to be interesting because kind of like watching C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young before they were drafted. Yeah. Both very good quarterbacks, but there was just something about Stroud that looked like he was ready yeah. for the NFL right then and there. I thought so. Yeah. You thought so. Scraby agreed. But nobody else agreed with us. Everybody said, no, Bryce Young's a certain the and, guy. And, and again, it's not to him. say that Bryce Young won't eventually be that. Correct. But just but so coming far, out of the draft, you yeah. just felt like we did at least. And I'm saying the same thing is going to be with Penix. I don't know who he's going to be better than out of that five because Bo Nix is certainly a good quarterback. Yeah. McCarthy's certainly a good quarterback. Well, I'm we predicting know, it'll be better than McCarthy. You think it's going to be better than McCarthy? <laughs> Despite what Harbaugh – and I'm not trying to pick on McCarthy, but again, I watched the game. I watched – them play head to head. Penix was same. throwing off his back foot and still getting some passes off. McCarthy standing there all day long was still missing targets. You Michigan know, won, but I you can't tell me McCarthy looks like a better quarterback. You know what we're missing right now, and we'll get a lot of it come draft time. Hand size. Oh, <laughs> yes. we'll be talking about <laughs> the quarterbacks. Uh, hand size. <laughs> Scrappy, do a little. Uh, you said you were beginning your research on the draft, so get on that. I should have all of the hand sizes available. Yeah. Now, Jim Harbaugh came out, of course, and I mean, this is when you know that Harbaugh is kind of full of it. Now, he said that he thinks by the draft, McCarthy will be the number one guy taken. Stop it. So that's just Stop that's it. just silliness. Because we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, he's not going to jump four quarterbacks between now and draft day. So Harbaugh, you know, being a little bit over the top there. A little bit, a lot Slightly. of it. Yeah. All right, timeout on the field here. Gwen and Chris rolling along. Big five comes up at the bottom of the hour. Any baseball news today? Yeah. Well, yes. A former Padre has signed elsewhere. We'll remind you who and tell you when somebody's going to sign here in San Diego when Gwen and Chris continues. 
You know, Chris asked for a baseball story before he went to break. We mentioned Gary Sanchez, former Padre, now a Brewer. But I thought this was an interesting story because Major League Baseball usually frowns upon this kind of conversation. But with the, I guess, not reemergence, but with baseball coming back into the Olympics, apparently uh, there is some. there are some owners out there that are supportive of allowing players to play in the 2028 Olympics in L.A. when baseball returns. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, Major League Baseball is one of – it might be the only uh, Olympic sport where the professionals don't participate. Um, it's always been an amateur thing for baseball because baseball's played in the summer. And, you know, you the season owners on. aren't that fond of paying guys to go play in the Olympics where – Especially in today's world where everybody is hypersensitive to injury, um, something like that could happen. But apparently, according to Bleacher Report, um, some Major League Baseball owners are increasingly supportive of sending major leaguers to the 2028 Olympic Games in Los Angeles. This comes from Evan Drellich, who is usually on top of these type of uh, uh, stories. That report dropped by Casey Weiserman. Uh, chairperson of the Wiseman Media, Media Group made would it. Would pre- they? I, I don't know if they talked to any of these owners, but would they be willing to suspend the season for two weeks? That is, that is the right question. in the middle of the year, so that those guys can play in the Olympics, or would you have to just miss your best players for two weeks during the middle of the year? It's uncommon, according to this article. It's not according to this article, but in the article, it mentions how that's uncommon in sports league. The NHL did so in '98. 2002, yes, 6, 10, 14. It was a big boost for the NHL, but they needed that boost, they I did. must say. Yeah. I mean, getting their best players on a stage like that and then having them return to their teams, people were all of a sudden pretty excited to see a lot of these guys play. They stopped that in 2014, but it will return into yeah. the games in 26 it's and 30. It's good for hockey when that happens. The WNBA has sent their professionals since 2000. Again, Beneficial to, to the WNBA to get right. all these all these kids some exposure. A similar showcase, showcase, obviously for MLB, has been the World Baseball Classic, which has been a big hit for for Major League Baseball. But that is Major League Baseball controlled, um, and so you know, of course, the biggest obstacle in the regular season. Uh, but Bellet, but Drellich reports that uh, Wazerman discussed a con- condensed schedule that would occur over perhaps five or six days. The tournament would include six or eight countries. So, oh, I see. The Olympic tournament would be condensed so right. that the players would not have to be gone so long. I know one person who would put in for a shorter baseball season, Anthony Rendon. That <laughs> 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 dog might have a – he might be okay with that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's the fact that they're talking – this is something that has been like – as soon as it comes out of somebody's mouth, cold water is immediately bored. But the fact that there's some owners now talking about it, and I wonder what has loosened them up to it. Was it the World Baseball Classic and the buzz that it created going into the season? I mean, yeah. the summer months of baseball, if we're being if we're being honest. The dog days, was, as they say. That is the time where it gets, you know, a little boring sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, I know one owner that would probably vote for this, uh, again, is my uh, my best friend in baseball, Dick Monfort. Oh yeah. The reason the Rockies are unlikely to lose any players to the Olympics, they, they would, don't have anybody. It would be a benefit to the Rockies, so they might be able to win some games during that time. But 
I, I don't know that this is a great move for baseball. Yeah. I, it'd be nice for the fans, but I, I don't think stopping the season for a week is a good idea. See, this is why I think the owners are into it, because they know that putting their biggest stars in the Olympics with everybody watching is just going to grow their team, their sport. And so, that means listen, more money in the if, end. If, if, and listen, we don't know how many owners are talking about it, but I can assure you, if owners are talking about it, there is some money attached to it. And I don't mean somebody's going to give them money. They see dollar signs somewhere exactly. in the equation. Yeah. Or they wouldn't be entertaining it, and especially that, yeah. if it means interrupting the Major League Baseball season. That is kind of crazy to think about. It, it would be. I can't even envision how that would look. Like you turn on a game and, you know. Manny's gone, Shohei's gone. Like <laughs> it would just, it would, it would, it would be something to see. Or if sure. they pause the season, you know, the World Baseball Classic. I, I, I didn't get into it as much as other people. I struggle to see guys that I'm used to being on the Padres playing alongside a guy that's used to be playing on the Dodgers, or you know, all. It's basically a bunch of All Star teams. I struggle with that. You struggle in with the com- dream team in a competitive atmosphere like that. Say that again, Tony. The Do you struggle with dream the dream team, teams, the NBA dream teams. Not the first one, <laughs> but I think since then it's kind of it's not that big a deal to me. Okay, so I it it would be um, I have a hard time seeing that if it gets done. I I don't see how you stop the season. No. The season is already long enough. Even pushing it an extra five or six days. Yeah, that when would you take think you to about it. Yeah, for the that's, World that's a it's a big deal. So I, I it, it's a it's a fun topic to talk about. We're gonna have to see how they they iron it out if it's if it's actually real or not. So um, the best football show with Brian Baldinger wraps up the football world in fifteen minutes. So you can be smarter at the water cooler. Join Baldy and his as he explains the biggest stories from multiple vantage points and the ripple effect it has throughout football. He dissects the NFL's most exciting moments and top players. As only a film junkie can follow the best football show with Brian Baldinger in the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you got any more baseball stuff, Scrape? No, nothing. Nothing. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won his arbitration case. Oh, oh, he won. I'm not, I, I don't hear many guys winning their arbitration. Yeah, you don't always. I feel like players are usually on the wrong side of, of the arbitration case, but apparently not because teams settle all the time. So clearly those numbers, uh, he'll be paid just short of $20 million, 19.9. And had exact. he lost, he would have had to settle for? 18.05. You think about it, that was a $2 million decision in his favor. He won it. But from our side, it seems like it wouldn't have mattered either way. Right. Right, I'm sure that extra two mil can go to something that uh, he really needs. Sure. <laughs> uh, where else you guys want to go, man? There's just there's not a lot going on. Nah, no, do you just want to get to the? Uh, Should we just get the break? Five, the break. All Let's get that to the break. Stuff. Big five on the other side. See what Scraby has cooked up for us. Good stuff. Huh. Really good stuff. Tony Gwynn Jr. is pointing out tomorrow night, Lakers host Denver. That's tomorrow night. Crypto.com Arena. Is that what they call it? Yep. Uh, outside of that arena tomorrow night. At the Crip. At the, is that what they're calling it? The Crip now. Just made that up. It's actually <laughs> kind of cool. It's not bad. Uh, at the Crip, they will unveil a statue of the great Kobe Bryant. 
It is 2 February 824, the 8th and the 24th, of course, representing the numbers that Kobe wore during his career. How many statues do they have out there now? Do we know? Magic. I mean, you can go to like the Natural History Museum and see fewer statues now. I think you're right. Than if you go to Crypto.com Arena with the Gretzky and the hockey guys. I didn't even think about the hockey guys. Everybody. Chick Hearn, yeah, Elgin Baylor, lots of statues, but uh, all seem very well deserved. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go through the greatest players in the history of the NBA. There's only a few of them that never played, played for, for the Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> You're right. Just about everybody has stopped in with the Lakers at one time or another. So that's tomorrow. Uh, we uh, are rolling towards six o'clock here this evening before the Scraby Chronicles get underway. The host of the Scraby Chronicles has for us today's Big Five after we check traffic. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Big game coverage on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Visit them today at solostove.com. I don't know if we knew how much Gary Sanchez was being paid when we talked about this just a little bit ago. Number five. But we know now. John Heyman tweeting out, Gary Sanchez is going to be signed to a one-year deal plus an option for $7 million. So that's what Gary Sanchez uh, is going to make with the Brewers. Now, of course, my mind and the chat's mind went to $7 million isn't that much for a player these days. And the Padres aren't biting at anything. So, Chris... Is it safe to say anything over $5 million is too much for the Padres at this point? No. I don't think it's safe to say. It's likely to say. But I wouldn't have paid $7 million for Gary Sanchez. I already told you why. I mean, the 19 home runs was terrific. The thought that it seemed like he hit 30 home runs even better, but barely hit over two bills. I think 217, 219. He hasn't hit over 230 for seven years of big league baseball. I don't think a everyday DH can hit, you know, two fifteen, even if they hit some home runs. So I wouldn't have spent my seven million on Gary Sanchez. All right, so Tony, is it safe to say the Padres aren't going to sign anyone for over five million dollars? Uh, safe. I don't think it's safe to say it. Likely, I think, like Chris said, but not safe. Um, they clearly look like, seem like they are going to bargain shop and are going to see if the market comes back to them. And if it does, they'll probably be willing participants in the market at that point. I left it at $5 million, so Brandon Belt can sign here. And, uh, <laughs> so, so he still in. fits in yeah, there. He's still with Brandon. the $5 million. All right. Number four. <laughs> Just taking money out of his pocket. Yeah. Well, that's what the spot track said. So I'm going to go by that. They actually yeah, said two see, and a half million. I can see his agent and AJ Preller, you know, getting together and trying to hash it out. And agent asking for a certain number. And AJ Preller said, no. Scraby said, you get five million. Sports it. track has you get five million. That's what we're going five. With. And he's like, all right. Scraby said it. I'm in. Scraby says it. I'm, I'm in. 
The Kansas City Chiefs have seemingly replaced the Patriots as the most hated team in the NFL, and Patrick Mahomes is okay with it. He said uh, either last night or this week at some point, quote, I think I just like winning. Uh, if you win a lot and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm okay with it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to play, enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible, end quote. Tony, do you think of Patrick Mahomes as a villain? Because I sure don't. No, I don't. And I think that's the uh, the good quality he has about him. Because he doesn't, no matter how much he's winning, he doesn't come off like a, a butthead. He doesn't <laughs> come off as arrogant. Entitled. Entitled. He doesn't come off as any of that. And I so know he married someone that day. Oh, so. <laughs> Could you leave joke, Mrs. Mahomes joke, alone? Joke, joke, joke. I don't blame Scraby for giving her a hard time. She seems she's at least earned a hard time. <laughs> she's at least. I'll be happy when you guys don't have to say seems. Because that ultimately means you don't really know. You're just kind of throwing it out there. Yeah. I mean, did you see her that's twirl fine. her finger that's when fine. she was trying to find that's her way all, out of that, the Ravens That doesn't stadium? bother you at all. You're willing to just to throw it on out there, aren't you? Well, the quarterback show did show me that. You hated, You didn't like Patrick for a long time before that quarterback show. And now I like Patrick. But anyway. Anyway, I digress. Um, what was your question again? Is he? Do you uh, think yeah. of him no, as a villain? I don't think of him as a villain. I, I don't. There's, he's done nothing that puts him in that villain role. I appreciate him saying I'll be glad to be the villain if it means winning, but he doesn't have to be. Chris, do you think of Patrick Mahomes as a villain? No, the guy tells uh, Max Crosby of the Raiders that he appreciates him after Crosby <laughs> tore his head off. <laughs> I mean, Mahomes is a great competitor and a great he's a gamer. It's really hard to dislike him. I tried yeah. during that Miami playoff game, but there's nothing to dislike him for. Plays it the right way. Celebrates it the right way. Has a lot of respect for his opponents. He doesn't. He, did you, I'm sorry, you mentioned Max Crosby, and I couldn't help but think of him <laughs> calling uh, Garden Minshew little boy the whole time as he was chasing after him, trying to rip his head Come off. Come back here. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like uh, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, his tight end's girlfriend could use a little, couple of tips from Patrick Mahomes how to accept winning better. Oh, um, don't get Chris started oh on the Grammys Lord. acceptance speech. There's some hate. Her I Grammy didn't actually hate acceptance on this thing. speech was a little self-serving, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, she did win an award, so why? And if you're it be wondering how many Grammys she had, she told you so. I don't know where to fall on this. I don't know where to fall on this because part of me wants ridiculous. to jump on the bandwagon with Chris, and part of me wants to defend her for some reason. I don't know why. Leave Taylor alone. Yeah. Did you see the picture going around? She's of doing someone? nothing but being great. That's who, it. Who is it? Len Dawson in the the locker room smoking a cigar or whatever during the first Super Bowl. Yes. N- they now have Taylor Swift's face. Now it's on Taylor his face. smoking that cigarette. <laughs> it's a cigarette, but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Oh, it's not a cigar. It's yeah. a meme. Yes, yeah, a meme. A Thank doctored you. meme. Thank you. Yeah. Number three. Uh, oh, wait. One more thing about this villain thing. I think people didn't like the Patriots more because Bill Belichick is such a hard-nosed guy and Andy Reid is lovable. It's just easier to li- love the Chiefs than it is to hate them. The, the Chiefs, here's the thing. Because you, you think about Tom, he never did anything that, that really made you dislike him. I don't Deflate think Deflategate. But that's what I'm saying. There was always some type of element involved, whether it was Bill. When it wasn't Bill, it was Deflategate. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, there were things that, even if they weren't necessarily real, people hung on to. 
the Chiefs really haven't given you anything. Like, when they lost, when they win, they're kind of the same individuals all the time. And I think that's why nobody, like, really hates them. The only one not going with the Chief way is Kadarius Tony at this point. So, poor guy's not going to be able to play in the Super Bowl, and he's fighting hard. To... I don't think he, he's not on the injured list anymore. No, but I feel like there's something going on in the middle because Andy Reid will say nothing about it, and he's and and Kadarius Tony's like he's I'm not, good. He's not continuing the distraction. He's not going to buy into it. All right. Number three. Honestly, it would be nice if he played in the game because I'm sure it'll he be helpful. Be <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, right. We talked about the extra week in between the championship games and the Super Bowl, and there are quite crazy. There are crazy questions, guys. Crazy questions everywhere. And I guess the cousin of the listener whose fantasy baseball league I joined was behind a pretty viral tweet here. I think it was yesterday. And he put this together. He said that he's been trying to figure out who Brock Purdy looks like for the past two years. And he thinks Brock Purdy looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. That's good. For some reason, we're talking about JFK's assassination <laughs> again on the show. Lee Harvey Oswald. But Brock Purdy was asked about this last night. And here is what he said about being compared to Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald circling around the internet right now. People think you two look alike. Did you ever hear that before? I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh. Physical comparison. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he was not a fan of it. I don't and think anybody could be a fan of that. Right. Who wants Even to if be you look just right. like him, he wouldn't he like that. I don't look anything like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little strange comparing a Although guy to Although if you listen the... to my podcast, Scraby, uh, it's got <laughs> nothing to be absur- <laughs> concerned about. Lee Harvey Oswald did nothing wrong. I started listening to Rob to your... Reiner and people like that. I started listening to your podcast, and Rob Reiner claims that he knows who did it. And yes. no one knows who did it. So you cannot claim that you know who did it. You can have a theory. Theory, but you cannot claim like yeah. Rob Reiner does. But he's got a lot of ammunition to support the fact that Lee Harvey Oswald didn't do it. I'll right. only say that. Well, Brock Purdy hopes that's true, Chris, because then he's not compared to it as the guy who assassinated a president. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Here's what I want to ask, Chris. Oh, is this question a clown here. question? Clown question. I'm so glad Brock Purdy didn't say that. Yeah, that's good for I you, Brock. But oh, it, Brock would. Yeah, I think I it's totally a clown question, but I'm not surprised. I mean, we're getting to Wednesday now. I mean, it's all started Monday. I mean, after 48 hours, there's not much left to ask Brock Purdy. <laughs> Great, so. Great point. So it's not a clown question. It is. No, I think it question. is. Oh, sorry. But I missed that part. I think it is, but there's just not a whole lot left right now. I know. Tony, clown question. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a clown question. Only because these are the type of questions that happen every year at the Super Bowl. Never fails. This one is a little unique. <laughs> the internet did what internet does. And uh, found a, a close comparison, according to the internet, of Lee Harvey Oswald. But I, I don't think it's a clown question. I, I expect to hear these type of questions come. He does kind of look like him, man. I'm Chris, just look, saying. I'm going to retweet this uh, original tweet. but Ooh, it's pretty I close. I think he does. It's pretty close. Poor Brock Purdy, though. The guy's just trying to Scrooge. play in a Super Bowl, and there you go. Um, I think that... Uh, Give Brock Purdy a rifle and it'd be a... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he does have a rifle. It's Perfect his match. arm. Oh, 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 boy. Yes. Good one for you, Scrape. Thank you. Thank for you. you. Thank Good you. One. Thank you. All right. Um, let's go to... Number two. Do you guys remember Russian figure skater Camilla Valieva? Mm, 
No. Do not. Well, she won gold at the last Winter Olympics. Oh, she got it stripped. Yes, and she was disqualified due to PEDs. And now we may know why, according oh, to her. Oh, Lord. Don't say it. And I really, this is me talking. I don't think that she made this up. I think the Russian people made this up for her. Oh, okay. That's fine. But a strawberry dessert <laughs> contaminated by her grandfather's heart medication might have caused Russian figure skater Camilla Valieva's positive doping test, her lawyers argued, at sports highest court. Which rejected the explanation. Of course and they did. Banned her for four years. The CAS judges. Well, you see what happened was the strawberry dessert had a sprinkle of my own. Oh, no, I'll tell disease. you. I'll tell you. They have a reason. They 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 broke it oh, down. Let me hear the breakdown, please. The CAS judges were asked to believe that Valieva's grandfather quote accidentally dropped a pill into the dessert while he was preparing it, or because there were crushed residues of trimetazidine tablet on the chopping board he used to prepare the dessert. <laughs> he was preparing it I don't it cut with my it. pills on my cutting board, but okay. Um, breaking down this pill. What is it, like a huge, gigantic pill? I don't it? know. It was also a 129-page report. Tony, do you think her grandpa accidentally poisoned the dessert? <laughs> Long story short, no. I, I don't. It's a really good try, though. The, I mean, I don't even think that you can give it credit for a really good try. Strawberry dessert? Let's be fair. We don't know how and where her grandfather keeps his medication. It might be on the cutting board. <laughs> Strawberry dessert. No, she's uh, she's getting she's. If I'm not mistaken, this actual competition was protested because the 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 test popped up during the Olympics. Yes, it did. It's a year process yeah. before. So I think when the contest ended and they had to you know give the medals out i don't believe anybody they had an actual ceremony because it was under protest i don't remember no i'm pretty sure i don't remember uh chris what do you think do you think your grandpa accidentally poisoned the dessert well if you listen to rob reiner's podcast oh, on my the subject <laughs> pretty clear that that's exactly what oh, rob reiner found it was true yes, rob reiner did some research and he knows sorted it all out <laughs> yeah this one seems like a reach yeah, what can I say? Yeah, it seems yeah. like a reach. <laughs> All right, final one, man. We went through this big five one. quicker than usual. Uh, so I'm glad I get to bring this to you. A Frenchman spent the last eight years painstakingly piecing together seven hundred and six ninth seven hundred six. I did this the other day. By piecing together 706,900 matchsticks to make a 23.6-foot model of the Eiffel Tower, easily beating the existing record by two feet. But, oh. but he says... Easily beating? That means somebody else somewhere put together... Wouldn't be surprised if it was 5, this 5,000 matchsticks or whatever. 706,000 matchsticks. Somebody put together 506,000. Yeah, but he says last week... The Guinness Book of World Records had bad news for him. Oh, wow. He used the wrong type of matchsticks to qualify for a record because they weren't commercially available. Oh, he got the the, the, the deep brand. Yes. No, well, the here, black here it market is. Brand. Here it is. Having grown tired of buying matches from the supermarket and manually removing the sulfur heads of each one, uh, the Frenchman struck a deal with a manufacturer to sell 33-pound boxes of headless matches. So he got the matchstick. He did not get the head of the match. Chris, is this a Guinness Book of World Records problem, or did this guy play himself? There's a lot of Guinness Book of World Record problems, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I used to actually kind of look at that as the Bible. 
The Guinness really. Book of World oh, Records. Oh, my God. I used to love that, try to memorize all the records and see if there's anybody I could break. I was always looking for how high a grape toss catch in your mouth would have to be to set the record. Oh, man. Because I used to be, a, I used to throw, and this is, okay, you want me to do something on film? I'll try this. What? I used to throw grapes as high as I possibly could in the air and then catch, them, catch in them in my mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I used to just be pretty good at how it. How many hit you in the eye? Uh, a couple. Okay. You know, was with estimation high as you've gotten on a on a great throw, yeah, and landed. Yeah, I don't know, twenty feet. That's I pretty mean, good. Tens the basket. I would think I could throw twice as high as that. You so, could dunk you know, a if grape. You want, if you eat the uh, food tomorrow, Scrabby, I'll do a grape toss for you. See, that doesn't day. really make. Yeah, it. it's not a real fair trade off. <laughs> Sorry unless, about that. unless it hits you in the eye on the way. You'd down. like to see one hit me in the eye. Yes, and then you, you have to wear for. a patch for a couple days. I don't know. I, the Guinness Book of World Records has lost me, so um, I'm just not interested. Brutus fan swears that Barry Bonds. That's what happened to his brownies, and that's why he, you know, the whole my grandpa put medication in them. Yes, it was a joke. To who? Barry Bonds. Oh. I, I, I delivered that wrong, Bruce. Yeah, bad I'm sorry. Sorry, bros. You... Tony, did this guy play himself? Yes. He played himself. Really? He, he tried to, in effort to, because he was tired of buying them from the, the store. Yeah. He tried to short-circuit the system here. Let me get some matches without the head. And uh, that turns out disqualifies you. He should the, have asked. He should have. Should Before... have at least, you know, get his book of world records. Used to have pictures of all these different oh, things. Oh, yeah. If you Google this. So he should have looked. He should have Googled. What, did, uh, what kind of matches was everybody else using? Well, the the key here is that they have to be commercially available. Right. These aren't commercial. You can't strike a deal with a manufacturer in the back. All right. I'm on your guys' side. Sorry. Now. I'm on your guys' side now. And uh, that guy needs to find something else to do with his life at this point. I, I got to say, it looks yeah, the, good. Yeah, he and the previous record holder both need <laughs> right. to find something to I do. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same guy, Chris. Come on. Well, well if it was the same guy, he would know that it, the yeah, matches that's, that's... Well, right. that's why he thought maybe I could get by because... That actually would be surprising, though. All right. Because, yeah, he should know. I'm trying to think of what I would try to do breaking the record. I don't think I... I've ever tried your world like record that. quest. Yeah, I don't think I've ever tried anything. I like was that. in a Guinness book. I don't know if I'm still in For, oh the fast pitch thing. Yeah, I was a Guinness book of world record. Did you get a plaque? Did not. This is this you is should have got a plaque for fouling a pitch off. This is at one hundred four point three. Yeah. Are you still? We don't know if you're still in there, or do we think somebody I don't, passed I don't, you? I don't know if I'm still in there or not. I'm going to buy the 2024 cool. edition of the Guinness Book no of World Records. No kidding. I'm going to look it up online right now. I'm going to spend the entire break doing this. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. <laughs> when we get Tony's, back. I might see Tony's name in print. When we get back, the Aztecs football team added two more players to their roster for signing day. We will tell you who those players are, and we will catch up on some other stuff on 97.3 The Fan. Into the happy hour we go, 501 on the clock. Tony Wynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Closer and closer to spring training, starting to get, you know, some of the write-ups about to each individual positions. We'll get into that here shortly, but Chris Ello, you have some uh, research you want to share. Well, of course. I mean, uh, my buddy Tony Gwynn Jr. is listed in the Guinness Book of World Records for uh, getting a piece of the fastest pitch ever thrown. I have to look it up online. And uh, here it is. According to the Guinness Book of World Records on September 24, 2010, 
Aroldis Chapman, the Reds' flamethrower, stepped on the mound in the eighth inning to face Tony Gwynn Jr., the son of the legendary Hall of Famer. Chapman's fastest pitch, according to this story, was clocked at an incredible 105.1 miles per hour, according to Pitch FX. That is recognized by many as the fastest pitch ever, solely because there was technology available to verify it. Oh, they didn't need technology. I could, I could verify it you for you. You can verify it for us? Absolutely. Yeah. There are two other pitchers who apparently, though, have topped that speed. I think one of them is a starter now for the Giants. According to this story, I'm going in a totally different direction. Oh. Way back in the summer of 1940, Cleveland Indians fireballer Bob Feller oh, yes. lined up next to a racing Harley-Davidson motorcycle that raced towards him and whipped past him at 86 miles per hour. That's not fast enough. Hang on. The bike had a 10-foot head start on Feller's fastball when they both reached the target about 60 feet away. Feller's fastball had caught and passed the motorcycle. According to a documentary, adjusting Feller's pitch with today's motorcycle less standards, it actually registered at 107.6 miles per hour. I don't know if that's true. I'd have no idea. But it's funny to watch. There is a video of this. There's an actual video of this. Bob Feller standing in a park in Chicago. It's <laughs> winding up to throw a pitch. Got to start from down the street. Starts, <laughs> down the street starts revving up. And Bob Feller tries to time it to throw the pitch at the exact same time the bike passes him. They went through all of this. Uh, Nolan Ryan, also on the list. Uh, before him, uh, let me. Uh, anyway, they got one. Uh, Ryan's going at an eye-popping one hundred eight point five with the technology of that day. Um, anyway, you got the record for something that can actually be measured. Yeah. Although Ryan, I know your dad didn't like facing no. Nolan Ryan. That was the one guy I gave him some issues. One of two guys he ever mentioned him and Dwight Gooden. Oh yeah, I never heard the Gooden mention. Yeah. Well, Gooden had some stuff. Yeah. So did Ryan though. Ryan Everybody talks some. about his fastball. His yacker, yeah, yacker, was yeah, pretty good. Twelve sixer, a yacker. I don't think they even had a term yacker before Nolan Ryan came around. Started throwing that curveball. So there you go, Tony. You're in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, apparently that's still. Awesome. I think it's a big deal. I, I do like too. It. He gets a round of applause. It would have been a big deal if I laced a bullet in the right center. It you laced a, a foul ball. That's <laughs> impressive enough, if you ask me. Uh, you yeah. hit the ball. That's that's uh, incredible. That's that's uh, that that falls by the wayside for me. Uh, nonetheless, as I said, getting closer and closer to spring training. Jeff Sanders broke down. What do you think the outfield for the Padres? Oh, oh it must have been a short now. story. Kirby and I thinking alike. There. Yes, with both Soto and Grisham now gone, uh, the Padres have. Their most glaring need in the outfield. Tatis signed up to a long-term deal. Backup, Jose Azokar. You're not a backup as of now. Are the only outfielders on the 40-man roster. So those are the two. Uh, the team landed minor leaguer Drew Campbell. He had a 7-12 OPS in AA. Matt Carpenter, in the Matt Carpenter salary dump, um, they've added uh, Bryce Johnson, Oscar Mercado, Cal Mitchell, Robert Perez Jr. as well. Um, down on the farm, we've talked about Jacob Marcy, uh, 
Tirso Ornelas, who's 23s. These guys are the guys that we talked about, particularly Ornelas and uh, Marcy, who, at least by Jim Callis's uh, from his standpoint, are probably more 2025, closer to 2025 than they are yeah. 2024. Jim Callis did not paint a uh, a positive picture when it came to whether the Padres have young players that are going to be available to contribute this year. Right, and that's doesn't the, that's, mean doesn't mean he knows everything. Right. That was just his opinion, and he's pretty well versed in this stuff. And that's the key part: is ready to con- young guys ready to contribute this year. They got some young guys. I think Dylan sure. Head. Uh, Samuel Zavala, uh, just to name a few. Homer Bush Jr., Homer Bush's dad was in this organization. They got some young guys coming, but they're not in a spot where they could, it doesn't mean they won't, at least are projected to help this 2024 ball club. So, Yeah, that's why I think it's going to be very interesting to see what takes place here in the next three weeks. Because, I mean, you're going to be, three weeks from today will be the end of February, right? You'll be in... Peoria, the team will all be there. Everybody will be pra- – I mean, they'll be getting ready for the opening game of the season against the Dodgers in Korea. And you know that they're going to have some more outfielders on this roster yeah. unless unless Mercado and Robert Perez Jr. and all of these other in you know, non-roster invitees are just you know something we don't think that they are. Yeah. I mean, the worst the- – so They're going to have to add to it, and it's going you know, to be – Interest, intriguing to the, find out what they're going to actually do. And the thing that we're not counting on, because we never do until the season starts, is injuries. Every year we get to spring training. Yeah, Somebody mm-hmm. is missing some time. And you just hope that it's not in that position because they don't have yeah. any room nope. to, to have anybody. I mean, even for something like a, a, a hamstring, like something that's not a major issue. Yeah. Could really, you know, put you behind the eight ball. Going to have to have at least a few more outfielders just to take Fernando out of a spring training game, right. so he doesn't have to play nine innings every day. Yeah, no, have somebody else to run out. That's there. That's why I feel like there, there's, there has, there's going to be something that happens. We just it has to. Don't know what it is at this point. No, AJ won't tell us. Come on, AJ. <laughs> he's kinda, We're he's so tight I mean, to the honestly, vest on those think, of I know, but when you think about it, who's more pro? And protective of AJ Preller than us. I mean, I think we're the guys. I, I, I don't think any. I think everybody else outside of in you terms and I, of it, in terms of him tell, feeling I, comfortable I to tell us. Yeah, no, I just think that people in general are a little more critical of AJ's moves, and I think you and I always kind of look at it from his perspective and give him the benefit of the doubt. So I think, yeah, he should he, <laughs> he should, should call us, us with a couple of secrets. <laughs> don't worry, Chris. When I get invited to the pickup game with AJ Preller, <laughs> that'll, as he is, that'll end all hope when you show up to that. <laughs> as he is backing me down, I'm going to say. What you think about the outfield? Yeah, no, yeah. you're not going to get close. He's to not going to tell us, but I just think if he ever was going to tell us, I think this show would be where he this, this turn. Is, this is the spot to land. Yes, I think he would turn here. <laughs> I don't think he would turn anywhere. We can, I mean, he, he, he doesn't I mean, tell like, anyone anything. I know, but I'm hoping that one day he'll change his... <laughs> he'll have a change of heart? Change of heart on that, and just for fun, give us a couple. Um, the Wouldn't NFL- it be great if we could just come on one day and go? They are gonna sign tomorrow. I mean, that, w- that would be good. That would be good. Be great you know for the we show. We wouldn't have to give. I'll tell you what, AJ. I'll make you a deal. I won't even announce that I found out from you. <laughs> just a source. Yeah, I'll just say that I know. I, I won't even. I don't even have to say that. I'll just say I am in the know, and it's going to be. And then the next day, Trust me. it happens. 
You guys want to hear those? I just down. want to have that once. <laughs> I'm what? trying to move away from this what? strange conversation we're having. Well, I think I should. I think now that I'm on, I think I'm onto something. You're just getting uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm actually onto something. Well, I was going to say, if, if AJ's listening on his way home, please drive carefully, sir. He might be considering it. AJ, if you're listening on your way home right now, please sign Blake Snell so I don't do this stupid eating challenge tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that, that, would, that would be the only thing that could save you. That would postpone you, yes. <laughs> Real quick. The Aztecs, National Signing Day. They had two guys sign. Now, I was talking to Kurt Kenny of San Diego Union Tribune earlier today, and he told me that the National Signing Day is just not what it used to be because there's so many different periods now that you there's can like choose. eight signing periods. Yeah, so it's not like having only two guys commit is a bad thing, but it's uh, a guy named, uh, or he's an offensive lineman from Modesto Junior College, Tyler McMahon. Oh, Modesto. And Northern Cali. We got Heath McRee, a wide receiver from Westlake High School. I think that's in Texas. Uh, uh, there's a buzz. Oh, yeah, 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 it is in Texas. Yeah. So he's joining the team as well. Awesome. There you go. Both both high school guys? No, the one guy's at junior college. Junior college. But transfer. the McRee, who I was just talking about, Heath McRee, is from Westlake High School. Right. I'm told by the powers at San Diego State, and uh, those powers I know well because I work over there doing games, that we will have Sean Lewis on this show soon. And I, I mean soon, not just throwing it out there. That's awesome. So we'll be able to break it down. I'm just looking forward to having him on the show Me too. and meeting him Me and too. getting a chance to welcome him to town. There's a there's a little buzz, at least, about the, the football team and what you and know, the and work we were, that he's done so we far. Were, I don't think we were critical. We were certainly just wondering how the Aztecs were going to create a buzz with their new football coach hire. And that's why I kept throwing out names like Kingsbury and big names like that so we could create a buzz and get everybody excited. But I, by golly, I think J.D. Wicker pulled it off anyway. I think he he got Sean Lewis, and this guy came in, said and done all the right things, and the names and some of the kids that are coming here, I think there is a buzz. I, I so like good for his him. energy. They yeah. definitely, I mean, he's gone out in the community. I know he was down in Scripps with a bunch of high school coaches kind of, you know, holding court there. That's a that's that's how you ingratiate yourself yep. with a community, right, is you get deep into the kind of the roots of where it all comes from. And he seems like he's he's dove in head first. So kudos to Deshaun Lewis and his staff. Yes. Um, but as we know, you haven't officially been welcomed to town come until on you Gwen pop on the show yes. here. Yes, indeed. Right. All right. Scraby uh, <laughs> <laughs> very rarely is uncomfortable, but he's been uncomfortable this segment for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I'm thinking about tomorrow. It's starting to creep nah, That'll in. make you uncomfortable. It's starting to creep in. Someone told me not to touch my eyes, which is a problem because I touch my eyes all the time. Oh, man. Definitely don't, oh, don't, don't do, do that, that man. man. I, I, you know, we might need to have bring you gloves. I was telling you, know you I do not yeah. want you to touch your eyes. That would be. Well, I won't now touch we could my be eyes. starting. Uh, I do, do it by it. accident. I could, no, you're totally right. Uh, when you were on your, the phone with your wife earlier, your lovely wife, I wanted to yell across the way that I, yeah, you I, should I'm not have, happy she, with her. Right? You shouldn't <laughs> be happy take with you her. Out. <laughs> she wants to see you eat a mouthful of, of the hottest ten. thing in the world. Yeah. Are you going to like twirl it? No, you guys said <laughs> all I had to do was take one bite. One bite. You do got to spread Swirl around. Swirl it around in your mouth. That's cold. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, you got to get the noodles and everything kind of spun on your fork there. Someone, 
JRM says, go, go to the bathroom before, too. Before? Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah because you're not supposed to touch any part of your body after you touch spices. Oh, yeah, yeah. so you don't want to touch that. <laughs> Talk, that would be like that, that <laughs> cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anybody in the building would be willing to hold it for you, so yes, don't. Make sure you go before. Let's get to break. <laughs> Eat with goggles on. <laughs> we got some Super Bowl facts for you when we return. We're Gwen and Chris. Gwen and Chris sailing through a happy hour here. Final hour of our Wednesday get-together. For those wondering, I was eating a gala apple earlier. Oh, yes. Somebody wanted to know that. It wasn't a honey crisp? It was not. Uh, honey crisps are like a dollar nineteen a piece. Gala's about sixty nine cents, and I'm not trying to sound cheap. I just don't know my apples well enough to know a fifty cent difference yeah, between no, the two. Those are like uh, so, hybrids. The yeah. honey crisp. Yeah, I like a, you know my apple just the same. The cheaper one, as opposed <laughs> to the uh, more expensive. All one. taste the same to you, right? They kind of do yeah. on the apple. I'm sure there's some apple connoisseurs out there who would beg to differ but i'm not one of those (laughs) (laughs) chris you i don't know why this just popped in my head but you remember when people used to like take an apple and they go (sighs) and then they rub it on their clothes (laughs) yeah i remember that (laughs) chris seems like a guy that would do that like just for some reason breathe on the apple and rub it on his clothes never done that you do seem like that type (laughs) i wouldn't but i i know that if if it has to do with breathing i can understand why you guys would say such a thing no but you know what i'm talking about chris i do i know exactly what you're talking about can somebody explain that why why people did that not really quite sure i i don't know where that came from i know why i do it to my glasses i don't can't think of why i do it to an apple though wow it's interesting yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good it's totally you. <laughs> Why is that me? Because I'm uh, like, I mean, are you little, is, are you are you giving the like putting the Beverly Hills into me? Or no, 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 no. You're no, quirky. No. Yeah, oh, I'm quirky. You have yeah. some quirkiness. Too. Well, I definitely, I, I'd buy into that for sure. But I don't think I've ever blown the uh, the apple thing. Nope. I don't even wash off my apple. I am the oh. I am the opposite of a germaphobe, which is why I found the whole COVID thing to be so annoying. I mean, I guess everybody had their reasons for why it was annoying, but I just don't get the germ thing. Like, I don't. You're not an insecticide phobe? Yeah, I'm about to say you just take it insecticides all day long, huh? I guess. It wouldn't bother me. It hasn't bothered You've me yet. You've built up enough immunity over Either time, Either that huh? or maybe it has bothered me, and this is why I'm the way that I am. <laughs> So, interesting. It's um, interesting. <laughs> I teased uh, some Super Bowl facts for you. Yeah, what do you have? Top 10 greatest plays in a Super Bowl. Can I guess some? Yeah, let's go. Let's give me, see if you can guess mm-hmm. any of these. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, David Tyree probably going to be at the top. He they seem is, to put that right there every he's time. Not. He's number four. Yeah. Really? Not at the top. Yeah. San Antonio Holmes catch in the corner of the end zone. Three. That's three. That's a it's two above catch. that. There's two above that. Really? Yes. Oh, I can give you a hint, though. No, don't give him oh, a hint. Sorry. He's already got two just guessing. I got two just guessing. He's never going to get number two. No, really? I, I bet you he will. Right. How about give Julian him. Edelman's juggling He's cash? number seven. No, okay. eight. Eight? All right. Well, it's not his juggling, his juggling catch. It's... But the one that he picked up off yes. the ground that looked like there was no way he caught it. Yes. Yeah. Against the Falcons. That's right. Number eight on the All list. All right. Uh... Well, I'm just thinking of plays that I remember. John Riggins running over Don McNeil. That is nine. Yeah. 
I wish that wasn't. Oh, wait. No, that's actually seven. Excuse you know, me, I've seven. actually never seen this play, so let's watch it. What, John Riggins running over Don McNeil? Yeah, I don't believe I've ever seen yeah, it. Yeah, there's Poor a Don. little tiny guy wearing number 28 who bounces <laughs> off of Riggins like he's a rag doll. The quote on here is, on this date in 1983, John Riggins runs roughshod all over the Miami Dolphins yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, he did. I mean, it took like nine guys to tackle him that day. And on this play, McNeil is the only guy there. <laughs> Poor and McNeil. And he just has no, At least he tried. I don't think it's that bad. So you got three, four, I got four of them seven, so and eight. Yeah. Well, I had my mind made up that Tyree would be number one. So now I have to th- change my thinking a little bit here. You you just mentioned this the other day. I did. Yep. One of the top play. Oh, Marcus Allen's run. No. Not, not in the top that. ten. Not in the top well, ten. Well, that's a that's a glaring error on their part. I'm not taking credit for missing that one. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> Allen's run. Should I be give there. you a hit. Okay. One of the incidents also took place in the San Antonio Holmes yes, game. That's what the hit. Was. Oh, yeah. James Harrison. Yes, there that's yeah. number 100 two. Hundred yard return. Yeah, that was a hell of a crazy. The thing that made that something was the last play of the half. Yes, it was. If he would have never been tackled, even at the one yard line, it would have counted basically for nothing. Yeah, but he got into the end zone. There's one better than that, huh? One better than that. Well, we talked about this one the other day too. We did. It's one of my favorite moments of all time. No. What uh, Jerry John Taylor's catch? No, no, no. It's uh, how long are we gonna make to Chris? Yeah, here? I, I, I'll give know. it to you. Malcolm Butler, number one. Oh, beating out uh, Brady. Okay, Be- beating Brady or yeah. winning it for Brady. Yep. Number two. No, we got two. Number five on the list. John Elway getting helicoptered <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Overrated. No, number six. Gain of four. This was probably. <laughs> it was oh, wait, It was only a gain of four? Or was I it don't a touchdown, know. It wasn't, yeah, but it was a gain. No, it wasn't a touchdown. It wasn't? No, he got a first down at, at like the four-yard line. He scrambled to get the first down on that helicopter play. Oh, That's what it was. It was right. it was the first down that made yeah. it a big play. I'm just play. saying it's overblown. It's not better than Marcus Allen's run. Here's an underrated play. Okay. Mike Jones. Of the Super Bowl, <laughs> Tennessee oh, Rams. A, that was kind of important, don't you think? Super important tackle. Yeah, tackle the guy in the one-yard line on the last play of the game. I'd say that was pretty big. Man, John Elway moves real slow. <laughs> he was at that <laughs> time. He was like helicoptered <laughs> quickly, though. <laughs> he, he sure did. Yeah. Uh, number nine on the list is John Stallworth, Super Bowl. Awesome. I love John Pittsburgh Stallworth, Steelers. man. He made, like, he made three touchdown catches in the Super Bowl, and all three were spectacular. And number 10 on the list is Mark Ingram. Not oh, that. his run against the Bills. His run against the Bills. He, beat like, he, got, he broke like six tackles to get a key first down. Yeah. I, I thought we were that. talking about the other Mark Ingram. No. I'm like, when no. did he make a Super Bowl? Scraby, look up Marcus Allen's run and tell me that doesn't belong in the top ten. Because you've right. never seen it or you can't picture mm, it. I can't picture it. Marcus Allen's Super Such Bowl Such a beautiful run. run. It's a thing of beauty. And Super I feel Bowl like, 18, I believe it was, against the Redskins. I feel like watching old football makes the runs look that much better. Well, we've said it before. It's like uh, the history books. None of, be, none of us at this in this uh, era have ever seen Jim Brown tackled. Ever. Before. <laughs> the the um, highlights make you look perfect. I'm watching but... an ad, so. Oh, you have to. <laughs> gotta... Sorry yes. about that. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's okay, Marcus Allen's run. Ooh, jukes to the left. Oh, wait. I've seen this before, and this is a great run. Isn't that a great Goes run? up the middle, just yeah. somehow makes his way all the way down the field. Yeah, that was, a... what was that Raiders Redskins? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was that was the backbreaker. Yeah. That was the backbreaker for the uh, 
for the Redskins in that particular game. All right, very pretty good list. I've seen a few of those lists. I should have done actually better on that, but mm. you know, I'm used to asking the questions around here. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> sorry about that. That's okay. I'm surprised there wasn't any other like older games. Most of those games were newer games. You know, the Super Bowl stunk for about the first 25. I mean, if you look it up, there was very, there was maybe a couple of good games in the first 25 years of the Super Bowl. Like, you know, classics. And now there's been quite a few since then. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Patriots Falcons, Patriots Panthers, Rams Patriots. 49ers Ravens was good. 49ers Chiefs was good. Sorry about the results, Scraby. I mean, there's been some really good, exciting Super Bowls. Last year, 38-35, last second field. I mean, there's been some really good, exciting games. Early days of the Super Bowl were like, I mean, there was a stretch in the 80s where the winning margin was like an average of 30 points, like for five straight years. And the 49ers won a few of those games, Scrape. So you were on the right side of those. Yeah, but I wasn't really. But those just weren't good games. I mean, the Super Bowl wasn't really that great for a long time. So I'd say that's why there's a lack of great plays. Boom. Stuff you remember. Oh, here's a great one that didn't make it. But Kenny says on the chat, what about Devin Hester opening kickoff return? Oh, that was That That was was pretty good. Pretty good. But but it's one of, there's been a lot of kickoff returns for a touchdown. The one thing there's not been, there's never been a punt return for a touchdown. Kadarius last year got oh, tackled at about the ten yard line. Oh, how quickly we forget things. Well, you know, I have a question for you. Okay, we were actually talking about this. I swear in the break, but we got a question on the chat saying Hassan Kim, eighty eight in the top one hundred of MLB Network players for this year. He's ranked number eighty eight in all of baseball. Who is near or around him? I'm Near just curious who they compare him, him to. This is a, like who's at 89 or 87. Uh, so they're telling me that Hassan Kim is as good as? See, I, I don't – here, I'm trying to get to it. Um, yeah. There it is. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is number 90. Okay. Matt Chapman's 89. Hassan Kim is 88. Nolan Jones is 87. Anthony Santander, 86. J.D. Martinez, 85. There Nolan Jones of the – Rockies. The Rockies? I thought he was pretty good, right? He is. Is He's he the guy who hit the – the double decker last year yes. in the rain, long yeah. way, yeah. long long way. Yeah, he's he's got some I, potential. But just I just want to point this out: being in the top one hundred is is an elite class. Just point it's pretty high up the list. Seven hundred and eighty right? players on a in, Ooh, in the major so you're leagues. One of eight, and you're basically you're, to yeah. make this. So I'm just saying. Oh no, one's if angry. You're, if you're in the top one hundred, you're good. You're doing you're doing something you're doing good. All right. Yeah, I think it's really really hard to rank these guys. It's impossible. How it's, do you it's, know it's, that it's Matt absurd. Chapman's in a lot of ways? <laughs> really How is. do we know he's not sixty-four? <laughs> Eighty-eight is yeah. the number. Oh, they're putting Skyline Chili on the TV right now. So good. I was. Look, I wish everybody. If you're watching on YouTube, you you saw what I just saw. Scraby's eyes went from like. Locked in on on the, the the computer screen, to looking up at his TV. He never looks at the TV, and he was staring. So I knew something was up. And then he mentioned yeah. the chili and cheese. Guy's been on a diet for a couple of months now. So anytime you catch a fair enough shot of chili, it's going to get your attention. One more addition from the chat from Chris. Marcus Allen's run cost me five hundred dollars. It came as time ran out uh, at the end of the quarter. I had a squares pool number and was already mm. planning on what to buy as Marcus ran down the field. <laughs> that sucks. I right never there. forgave him. Five hundred. Yeah. Wait, what, what year was this? 
1983. Man, $500 in 83. That's a pretty good square. That's some inflation calculator. That's so crazy how every play somebody else reminds somebody of something. $500, I would too. It was a 74-yard touchdown run. He had no business making it. Chris should have won, but he didn't. I can't wait to hear what this inflation is. Oh, it's pretty good. In 2023 money, $500 is $1,529. Man. That's pretty good. That's a hang that's, with that'll, him, make, that'll make you remember however yeah. many years later, for sure. That's funny, because every time I see that Marcus Allen run, I have a great feeling inside. <laughs> I think it's just one. I can watch it over and over again. Chris doesn't ever want to see it ever again. <laughs> Pit in his stomach, for yeah. real. All right, break time. Coming back. More Gwen and Chris as we sail towards uh, 6 o'clock in the Scraby Chronicles. Five thirty-nine on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matthew Scravey. All here. The gang is here. How do you think um, our friend Antonio Gates is going to sleep tonight, Tony? You were there, I assume, in the household on the night before your dad was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. You've told us many times. How right down to the time he got the phone call, he was sweating bullets, even though we all knew that he would get elected. We all know Antonio Gates is going to be announced as a new Hall of Famer tomorrow night at the NFL Honors. But tonight's the night before, so I don't know. Good luck, Pats, ahead of time. He's probably sleeping well because he already knows, right? But your dad knew. My dad, no, he hadn't got the actual phone call saying, "Hey." Oh, You're a right. Hall of Famer. It was just medium people who well, had No, votes. they haven't announced these oh, they guys haven't yet. Announced. No, oh. he's just a finalist right now. Gates is one of 15 finalists. I imagine... Um, the five will be announced for sure tomorrow that go in. And Gates is at the top of the list. So he's the one that most people feel is in lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah, I imagine he's... Um, a little uneasy. A little uneasy. Yeah. A little nervous. Some of the others who probably could go in tomorrow, Julius Peppers... The receiver, Andre Johnson, the receiver, Torrey Holt, and they're predicting a lineman, Jari Evans, although a lot of people would rather see Devin Hester get that fifth spot. I So we'll see what they come up with. You know what with. I like the fact I can do now? I can like I can say, I was old, I'm old enough to remember. Right, I saw these guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm old enough to remember Julius Peppers yeah. being a power forward for – the North Carolina Tar Heels. That's right. I don't necessarily team, think yeah. that makes me feel great. Because I, mean, I just, I just like saying because I used to hear that from my dad and my uncles. Yeah, I know. No, I'm I old get enough it. to remember. <laughs> fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. <laughs> I can totally imagine that conversation. You know who's a finalist, Scraby? Who? Oh, you have this guy's jersey, Patrick Willis. Patrick yeah, Willis. he's he's uh, yeah. he's not going to get in this. He's year. got a pretty short career, right? I think yeah. it was like eight or nine He was years. awfully good. He was. So is Eric Allen, San Diego guy. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Point Loma High. He's not in yet. I, I don't saw, know that Eric will make it this time. I but saw he, Eric. He was awfully good. I saw Eric Allen and his, and his I think his two sons, at um, at the Holiday Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays some pretty good hoops, Tony. I don't he know did. if he's played he against him yet. Remember, we had him on. I think we had him on the same day Scraby broke the news about... <sighs> 
Joe Maurer Yes, retiring. he was out at Cathedral He was High. out at Cathedral that day. That's right. I remember us having him on at some point he while we were so at Cathedral. He was so cool, man. He was so cool. I don't on. know about the same day I broke the Joe I Maurer. think it was, man. I know we... <laughs> I think there was a lot going Certain on today. things we'll never forget. <laughs> Kareem Hutt, uh, the, the, Eric yeah. Allen, yep, right. and Scraby breaking Joe Maurer's retirement. <laughs> Kareem Hunt was definitely a part of that. <laughs> That was uh, um, a lot. Yeah, not not a lot of places to go today, guys, as we are in the happy hour. Um, I'm racking everything, trying to find some. something to talk about here. You know what? The Pitching Whisperer was on with Ben and Woods recently. Well, you found it. Ruben Niebla. Yes, yes. Good and old Ruben. He had lots to say. He was on with who? Ben and Woods. Yesterday. Was yesterday. They opened up a new uh, facility mm-hmm. at Point Loma Nazarene. It's like a um, biomechanics biomechanics. Lab. Do you want to hear him talking about? Yeah, let's that. hear him talk about. All it. right, here we go. Ben and Woods asked him about the PLNU Point Loma Nazarene University biomechanics lab. <laughs> well, you know we're excited about the partnership uh, with Point Loma uh, University. It's it, it's exciting to be able to say that we uh, can take some of our guys in there and get them uh, assessed and and look at their body movements and learn more about them. But I think most importantly is. Uh, being able to show the guys a little bit of uh, who they are and for them to have an idea of what they're capable of doing, uh, where their limitations might be, um, you know, what to focus on in the weight room um, to overcome some of these limitations. So it's pretty exciting, just the whole thing. I thought the ribbon-cutting, you know, ceremony was awesome. Um, You know, the rain held off, and, and we had a good time. That's the one thing I do miss or that I I feel like I'm missing out on is all this information that's out there. Like to be able to tackle whatever shortcomings you have, be able to identify them as quickly as you can now and then be able to create a plan to attack those deficiencies. I think that's pretty cool, man. And that's that's where the analytics and, and some of the new stuff is is really beneficial to to the player of today's game. I'm really glad they didn't have uh, such places when I was pitching because they would have put me up there <laughs> and put me on the x-ray machine or whatever it is, the analytic, and broken down my delivery. And the first thing the coach Niebla would have said was, you really probably shouldn't be pitching at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sound it would <laughs> Yeah, right. It would have, it would have sent shockwaves throughout the entire establishment. Who is that up there? Who knows? Trying though? To pitch? You might have been able to gain an extra like H eight MPHs out Whoa. there. I know. Well, I could have used it. That's that, that's the used truth. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ruben Diabla also was asked by the guys Ben Woods in the morning what he's seen from the new pitchers from the that came from the Yankees: Michael King, Johnny Brito, and Vasquez. Here is what Ruben Diabla said. Yeah, I've been uh, lucky to spend some time with all those guys already. I've seen Michael King uh, throw in the lab. I've seen him throw live, um, you know, in our bullpen at Petco. So, um, you know, very impressive, uh, you know, person. Uh, you know, it seems like this guy's uh, going to fit right into um, to a leadership role. We're hoping that, he, you know, he steps in. And, and not to put that on him, but we know that he's capable and he has some attributes to be a, a, a leader. Um, you know, he's obviously had a lot of success, uh, you know, coming here in the bullpen, and we're looking forward to seeing what he's capable of doing on the mound and rolling lineups over. And, um, you know, as a starter, it's going to be a little bit more, more, uh, more challenges, but it seems like he's, uh, he's going to be up for it. 
Um, Brito and Vasquez are their their stuff is electric. They got really good stuff. Those guys, uh, you know, again, our scouting department did a great job identifying some guys that you know have good upside, and uh, those guys are just uh, showing showing their face into the the major league world uh, per se, and and so we're also looking forward to seeing those guys and see what they're capable of doing, you know, with their opportunities now. Um, you know, it seemed like uh, when they were in New York, it was it was getting opportunities here and there. They broke into the big leagues as, as relievers, um, got an opportunity to start, but, you know, they've, uh, they really, uh, it was out of default. And so now uh, they're getting a real opportunity here to come in, showcase what they're capable of doing. And, and we uh we're we're going to be paying close attention to see what the how they can help us. Yeah, no, I mean uh, they're going to be in the right hands. We know that, no doubt. Yeah. He sound excited about uh, all of those guys, and you know, I'm sure Ruben has seen a lot of pitching in his time. He doesn't get that. I would excited. like to. I would like to hope that you know, in a couple of years, we're sitting here and we can just say that the Padres fleeced the Yankees <laughs> in the Juan Soto trade. We got I, I do we got eighty percent of our rotation <laughs> in one trade. That is a fleecing. That's a fleecing. King Brito, Vasquez, and uh, Thorpe. One, two, three, four in the rotation with Joe Musgrove. I don't, don't forget Higashioka. And Juan Soto's long gone from the Big Apple off I, somewhere else. I don't necessarily need oh, to say we fleeced. I just need to be able to say that was a really good deal for yeah, the Padres. Right. Like I, it really doesn't matter what happens on the back end of that deal as long as the piece that yes. came here. Excels, I'm good with whatever. It's conceivable. I mean, yeah. it's it's you know likely you would think of the four guys. Maybe you know two would be you know acceptable that they become stars. But why not go for all of them? That is my favorite. Top three favorite buzzwords in baseball is fleece. fleeced. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then last year, DFA was very popular. Oh man, DFA day. Very Dave. popular. Um, all right, first we need to get you some traffic out there, and then we have one more from Ruben Niebla. It's on working with Mike Schilt, the manager. So traffic first, and then we'll get back to that. All right, last one here from Ruben Niebla on with the morning show, Ben and Woods, yesterday. If you want to hear the rest of it, go to 97.3thefansd.com. But this is Ruben Niebla talking about working with the new manager, Mike Schilt. I think we are, you know, uh, you know Mike and I have had numerous, a lot of conversations this off season. We've had um, many meetings where we've sat down and talked about it as a staff, as a group. But you you don't really know until you get in the game, and you know you start you start you know seeing how he how he functions, how he's thinking. Um, I know that I know that um, I prepare. I'm going to prepare the same way to be able to to give suggestions on, on some of the matchups, um, you know, understanding uh, our pitchers and what they're capable of doing and, and, and possibly match up, but ultimately it's going to be his decision. Uh, but we, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a different personality there. Um, and so I think uh, his personality, my personality match up a little bit more. I think there's a little bit more fire um, there. So it's, um, it's uh it's going to be a uh, a learning experience for both of us, but at the same time, I think it's going to be a good marriage. I, I agree. They 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 are uh, compatible in terms of their personalities. When I was down there visiting, was that last week or maybe the week before? Ruben was <laughs> Ruben was in the room trying to convince me that somehow by 
by getting the the in and out fries extra well done somehow makes them a healthier french fry <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and I was looking. Were you buying any I, of this? I think he was he was messing with me, but he he had a serious face. So Maybe I was they like, cook more of the oil out. Of it. <laughs> I was I was reading it. And I was trying to read his face. Like, is he is he messing with me? Here? <laughs> or is he serious? Like, is, I, it seems like that would be less healthy. They're in the oil longer. They're yeah, they're, they're absorbing they're soaking up more. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, and I, I realized he was joking with me. But him and Mike Schultz had a good laugh about that as as he That's was. That's funny. And so I think they are compatible from that standpoint. They found themselves a pigeon and they were trying to take advantage of <laughs> you. That's exactly what was happening. A pigeon? <laughs> no. Uh, what, what is the, you know, the thing with Ruben is we only see him in times of dire yeah, no negativity. Kid. No kid. Right? I mean, he's in the dugout or he's in the bullpen, but you know, usually in the dugout, right, during the game. You don't really think much of Ruben Niebla. Until there's bases loaded, four runs in, and the pitcher is in deep trouble. And here comes Ruben Niebla, and you're never really happy to see him because things are going bad for the Padres. It's really funny when you he bring comes that out. out because last year, and, and I bring the Dodgers up for this reason. Mark Pryor and I, I know each other very well. We go back, and the year before, where the Dodgers had that exceptional season. Like you rarely seen this dude come out of the dugout. Never had it, it to. Didn't come out of. And then last year with their pitching woes, he was out there all the time. Yeah. And you know, you just hope for Ruben this year that we don't see him that right. much. Like we don't see him at all. Don't want to see Ruben come out. He's never coming out there during a two hit shutout. Going, hey, you look good tonight. You want to be able to say, dang. I forgot Ruben was our pitching coach. Yes. <laughs> Every time he comes out, there's something afoot. And it's never really good for the home team. Or, or at least we don't want to see him until, like, the last third of the game. Yeah, like, okay. We, yeah. we, we, we don't yeah. want to see you before. You, you don't, don't need to see first inning visits. <laughs> no. No, no. No good no, for sure. We had a couple of those last year. Real quick question from the chat. Uh, I guess the morning show was talking about this, but they want to ask you, Tony, if it's okay for a player who isn't on the team anymore to ask advice from a former pitching coach if said pitcher isn't having success. So, yeah. So it's not frowned upon to go, even though you have a pitching coach on your team. You, listen, now you got to navigate that. You you know you have to tell your pitching coach I, you're reaching I'll, out. I'll give you a quick story. This happened here in, in 2010 when I was playing for the Padres, um, and I might have told this story, but we had uh, we had Jerry Harrison who was struggling at the time. I, I had taken him to go see my pops a few times. Like he was he was searching. Um. He grew up in the Orioles uh, organization, and uh, Brady, uh, what was it? Uh, Brady, Brady Anderson had him. He knew his swing pretty good. He, we were leaving to go to Houston one day, and he had Brady come to the yard early, kind of help him with his trying to get back on track. That didn't sit well with our our, our pitch, our hitting coach. Oh. Randy, really? Randy Reddy at the time. Oh, I remember Randy. He, he was not happy about that. And so I say that to say, you know, you asked about it. I mean, you can certainly give your pitching coach, your former pitching coach, a call off when you're not at the field. and try Just to, don't tell the current pitching coach you did or anyone. Right, yeah. because they may, they may be cool with it, but they may not be cool with now, it. Well, ultimately. Most pitching coaches help, or will they be like, hey, you're not on my team anymore. I, I can't think, give you help. I think if you got a good rapport – they're they're always help. I would feel some most type coaches, of way. Most coaches, to be honest, they they just want to see players succeed. Um, when coaches coach, man, that's exactly. what they do for a, when there's their world is helping other people succeed. Now, when there's a little bit of ego involved, sometimes I'm sure that 
you know, that can rub people the wrong way, you know? And I think uh, you just have to navigate. Know your know your coach, your current coach, how he may feel about it. If he's one of those coaches that you feel like wouldn't be too happy with you, you just got to keep it a, a secret between you and your former pitching coach. I could, I would feel some type of way if, like, now if you're getting ready to face that said pitcher, yeah, don't do that. that. I think you should oh, wait no, until that after would be bad series. timing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be bad uh, timing. I would feel some type of way if Chris went to like a former producer and was like, "Hey, can you like do the Big Five or something?" I can 100 percent see you being be irritated like, about that. I would be like, "Chris, I'm done. I wouldn't entrust I that quit. with anybody else." Tomorrow's the big day. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about it for a second. Who will sleep better tonight, Antonio Gates or Scraby? Two <laughs> fifteen. Yeah. Just tune in at two o'clock. We might do it early. You never know. Yeah, you, you don't want to do it. You early. don't want to miss the preamble. You gotta. Yeah, you to gotta it. be there the whole time. <sighs> Scraby tries to eat ten Thai food. We will be here to <laughs> to broadcast I gotta, it. I gotta say. Break it all down. Some people are trying to make me feel better th- saying that I can do it. You got a chance, man. I said. I you might when, do something. I hate when you gaslight me. You I'm, might do something incredible tomorrow. There's been people in the building that say you got a legitimate shot. Chemo is like someone that does crazy things every day, I feel like. And uh, how all is right. that different from you? Time to show up next. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs> or you guys will see them tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.